use your face. I know. <laughs> it's because I like discipline. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah. So what, is this just a mystery? We're just going to shoot it. Okay. It's a hot concoction. Perfect. Filled Cheers. With, filled with everything you need to be happy. Oh. Oh. Boy, what did I put in my body? <laughs> what was it? It was a concoction of stuff. Some of it did went, you make kombucha? Some of it went into my nose. Did it? Oh. I don't know if we're going to be okay. Oh, my God. Ooh. I'm not doing that concoction again. Never? No. Oh. I don't know Sorry. if mine was weird, but... Oh, oh mine was for sure weird. Yeah, that was yeah. a lot. Good luck. <sighs> you that, too. That was a lot. Yeah. Yeah, that got me. Oh. <laughs> Hold on one second. <laughs> All right. All right, here we go. Round three. Round three. Hey, here, we're live. Dude, yeah, and we're live. In a few days, it Yeah, won't. red button, red light, or red it, light. It boom. won't be live later. Uh, but. All right. Hopefully, it won't take four, five, X yeah. days to upload. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that was wow, sweet. Okay, yeah. So, you you have the game plan. I had Great. things. You had. I got I got a game plan. organization. Okay, so this week we spent some time talking about your tournament prep for Deglo. Yeah, because you're gonna go out there and compete at the Deglo situation. Yeah, and right. if you don't know what Deglo is, it's Discraft Great Lakes Open. Yes, at Toboggan Pro Tour event at Toboggan. Yes. Yes. So, I played it last year. And then decided with my tournament funds this year that it's not the smartest investment for me because mm -hmm. I have to go out shoot three really good rounds for me just to make my money back. Yeah. And so with the COVID and all that, I was like, ah, we'll hold yeah. off. So uh -huh. I decided not to do it. And now I have FOMO. But FOMO? Yeah. Fear of missing out. Oh. <laughs> I just feel so jealous now that everybody's like, yeah, I'm getting ready for Deagle. And I'm yeah. like, I made my peace with this months ago. It's fine. Um, but I was going to caddy for Will. And okay. then they shut down caddies. Yeah. So now I, I don't get to be a part of it at all. So. Did you try applying for the like scorekeeper spotters? No. That's way beneath you. No, right? it's yeah. just not anything that interests me. Yeah. Like I just started watching disc golf like last year. I know. So the idea of spending like a week. It's weekend, still weird to me that you're watching disc golf because yeah. before I'd try talking to you about it and you're just like, Ugh, Ugh. too busy throwing. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But uh, no. So the idea of like going out. And like walking the hills and doing all that stuff, whatever, just to watch people play disc golf. Um, yeah, it, it's still out of my out of my realm. Yeah. Maybe like a couple more joints fail. Yeah, I'll be out there. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> braces on. Like oh my god, back in my day, neck braces. <laughs> yeah, everything. Like you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, the guy in, in like that that works at that bar that Tyler Durden goes to see, and he's like, "You gave me this," and he shows him like that'll be me. Shows him his hand all burned up. Um, all right, yeah. So I wanted yeah. to talk to you. Um, kind of like the the whole the whole time today, I had a whole concept in my head that I really wanted to get into. Yeah, that I really respect you specifically about the way that you go about um, playing courses and the way that like mentally you put it together. I think it's something that you're strong at, and I think it's something that like you really have to offer versus other people. Yeah, yeah. Um, not just gassing you up because we're on this podcast. Yeah, but, like I honestly believe no, that. I, I appreciate that. So um, thank you. Yeah. So I, I think like. We're going to use toboggan as an example because it's what you're doing this week. But I just kind of wanted to more go through the process of like 
obviously everyone plays disc golf differently, Mm -hmm. right? Some people throw very similar games to other people. Yeah. When you're watching disc golf, you know, you know, like I forget, I watched a tournament from forever ago and everyone's like teeing off on the first hole. I think it was like Memorial Mm -hmm. and like everyone throws a real similar shot. And then Feldberg comes up and throws like a hyzer flip. Everyone else just like bombed out a straight hyzer. Yeah. And Feldberg threw a hyzer flip, right? Because that's more of his his game. His game. And right. then like you watch his holes go on and whatever. So your game is specifically much different than my game. You have a different skill set. You have different strengths. You have you have different um, attributes as a disc golfer. So you attack things differently. Mm-hmm. But we both go through the same process. And I think every disc golfer that's really looking to compete goes through the same process of how do I want to attack the course? Mm-hmm. And then furthermore, like, how do I want to attack each hole? So when you're going through that process, what, like, let's just take a hole, whatever hole it's going to be. What are you looking at in that hole? Like, I know this week you did it differently than you've ever done it before in terms of like taking out a laser, shooting distances backwards, like looking yeah. at it, like much more involved and much more like comprehensive. Mm-hmm. But basically in your mind, when you're going into, I'm going to break this hole down and look at like how I want to do it. What are you looking for? Like, what's your first thought process? And then how much of a game plan are you actually putting together and how much are you leaving it for when you're playing the hole? So <clears throat> when I step up to, like, a hole, it's how far is it? Does it look reachable? Like, my first gut instinct is, like, can I get it there? It's like, oh, like, it, it looks like I can get there or maybe I can or whatever. And if I, it doesn't look like I can get there, I'm going to, like, try my damnedest or something. Right. Um, unless it's, like, monster on monster course at Hudson. Like, no one is getting it there in one. But um, Yeah, or if even, you're playing Leviathan or something. Like, there's a bunch yeah. of those holes that, like, you're just not going to Yeah, get even there. still. It's, so it's, like, looking at distance. It's looking at the gap it, or, like, if there is even a gap. So if, like, it's a tunnel shot or wide open, whatever, what's the par of it? And, like, can I birdie it, really? So, like, if we go to Toboggan, because that's the most important to me right now, it's like hole one is it's 477, and it's 450 to the first. So, like, when you're facing it, there's the three feather flags out there. The flag that's the furthest left is 450 to there-ish. So that gives me a good idea of, like, because that's where I'm aiming. And if I get it there on the one disc that I'm throwing, then I know I can get relatively close to it but i'm realistically um as you've said in the past the first hole you give yourself like that one stroke leniency because of like first throw of the round for a big tournament so on and so forth and that hole has for this tournament ob on the left side yeah and so like your bailout thing is like you have to be sure to stay in bounds so that's a tough hole to get unless you have a really nice sidearm that is like a big sidearm or you're a lefty that can throw like i mean with the elevation change i'd say like legitimately like 420 ish or so worth of power yeah um i've settled for like taking par like if i can get close to putt i'm for sure going for that putt right but every time i'm going to be throwing the same shot every time like unless there's a crazy headwind or whatever so that's kind of like how I've broken down that hole out of X amount of times that I've played it. I've played this course for years now or whatever, right. like this year alone, like double digit times I've been out there excluding like this week alone. So you're, you think your primary, your primary thing that you're looking at on that hole, one, you know that you have the distance to get it there. Yes. But what's going to trump that then is going to be major risk. Yes. Right. Like 
the number one thing that you're looking at on that hole is what you do not want to do. Yes. You're thinking like, I'm, I have a whole bunch of acceptable realities over here. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Over here. <laughs> no. Yeah, correct. Right. <laughs> so, so in that circumstance, like after your initial thought process of, can I get there? Because there is that OB and because it is starting your tournament, you don't want to start your tournament with your first throw costing you a penalty stroke. Yeah. You're really lining up that first shot for like, I want to make sure I land safely in bounds. Mm-hmm. If it works out sweet and I can run it, I'm going yes. to. If not, I know I'm going to take a three and move on. For sure. Yeah. It's tight. Yeah. So, okay. that, I mean, that's that's basically it because it's, it's now that risk-reward, whatever, right. that I'm sure you've heard many times over and other people have heard many times over. The risk of going more for it brings in more play of throwing a shot I'm the, not the most comfortable with. That being like, I know I can get there more so with a mid like. If you want an, I throw Mercy, which is a putter that is very flippy. I recently lost yellow, which is sad. I lost yellow. No. But yes. I have perfect identity. Like, right. it's just a different color. It's orange, Mercy, yeah. or whatever. It does exactly the same thing. So I trust that I throw that flat and basically level out and just have it ride right. But if I throw faster, like Buzz or something, I know I have a flippy Buzz that'll do it, but the faster you go with discs the quicker it does the dump roll. So if you yes. go straight out and it dumps right, now you're in like cut roll crazy territory. Right. So that is like automatically like no good. My sidearm is like, I have one and it's like touch and go right now. It's feeling really good. Right, but You've you're, seen you're not gonna very st- bad. You're not going to start at the fucking <laughs> pro disc golf tour event with like, my sidearm actually works. Let's yeah. fucking <laughs> yeah. let's bank the yeah. let's bank this whole event on it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Just so Uncle Rico yeah. it out there. Yeah, to get your definitely not. Going? No, yeah, definitely no. not. <laughs> so yeah, and that and that goes again with shot selection too. Is like yeah. comfortability. So if if you broke down that hole, if you were hundred percent on your sidearm and hundred percent on your backhand, and you had same distance like four fifty, say, yep, sidearm on that hole every time, every time, no question. Right. But my uh, my comfortability lies heavily on my backhand so sidearm is iffy right so that's more reserved for shorter holes somewhere where like i shine better where it's like this is all i have like i know i can get it there and it's as soon as it's like this just is a sidearm shot yeah then that's when i can fully commit but it's if i can work a backhand like i'm pretty good at turnovers whatever like i'm more so reaching for something along those lines because no matter like how good you are one way or the other sidearm or backhand that is you're still more like i think yeah no matter who you are predominantly yes X, yeah even if it's is. by one percent whatever you're still more that so um yeah like over the practice and times i've played that hole i it's just been broken down to like if i just somehow get a good shot off and it glides just right and the wind's like good enough for it whatever and i land like edge of circle or something yeah. like i get it there with that putter edge of circle more ish times than not but that relies more so on how much more am i going to give it outwards and height wise or whatever versus like i can be safer which is basically throwing a little lower same angle and just the only thing i really have to make sure besides throwing it flat is hitting it yeah if i don't hit it it's iffy yeah but if i do hit it like and that's like there's no reason i shouldn't hit my shot on there because it's like there's no reason not to because there's just the trees like on the right side. Yeah. So that's long story short, how I've broken down that hole. And that's similar how I've broken down all the other holes that I've played thus far there. So let's let's look at a, a different <laughs> hole 
Um, same. We'll just stick to that course. Yeah. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. if you're looking at a different hole that has more options, right? Because like mm -hmm. hole one is very straightforward. I yes. think like you don't want to be out of bounds. Yeah. You, you have to throw your shot because if you don't, it's gonna veer out. Yeah. Um, you don't want to overcut it and then end up cut rolling or over to the right past mm -hmm. those trees. I've I've done that a few times. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna get over to the right no matter what, you know. Yeah. And then like I can't even see the basket. But so like let's say like hole number four, right? Okay. So hole number four I've seen played one way a whole bunch and then i've also seen it played like a couple other ways yeah. so when you walk up to hole four and you're there and you're like walking through it what's your process for figuring out like which disc you're gonna throw and like what you're what you're actually shooting for and how you're gonna execute it so <clears throat> like you said earlier like I, my process has been brought more and and a lot of it is literally using a rangefinder yeah. and seeing they, where like I don't, they are legal yeah Sure. <laughs> I've been, I've been yeah. carrying one for like four years and everybody gives me shit. And this year yeah. I'm like, Bushnell like supports the, the yeah, tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. a sponsor. Yeah. So I went out and I wanted to measure like all the, what I, like where I'm trying to go to. And I have like this number in my head. And every time I've tried matching that number with the reality of that number, it's like way off. Yeah. But also, I mean, there's variables and whatever that like at height, like right. toboggan is not flat. Right. So whole four specifically you have it's i think like 465 or something like that it's not super long but it's like a iffy par four i personally think it was a better hole like years ago for amnats when it was the short pad to the basket brought shorter as a par three because it was a difficult par three that was gettable um so anyways now it's a par four it's 483 so now it's like can i get the no right you I don't, if you there. can get there like right. i don't you're the point one percentile right. of disc golfers so now it's a two-shot hole automatically so even that overhang though on the t-pad like even if you had that elite distance yeah i think that like just those little shitty branches there yeah like so to the, get it up and out yeah and the like, only other way to get there is like crazy like flat hyzer up over the trees or something that's what like 600 worth of power yeah. minimum or something yeah like um so anyway so now it's down into two shots. So it's trying to figure out where I wanted to go and where I used to go um, as of like very recently was trying to get past that first Christmas tree. Right. When I laser that first Christmas tree, it's like 265 or something like that to there, which I was like, wow. Cause I thought that was Are like, you serious? yes, I'm serious. Um, God, I'm a pussy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that first tree is significantly shorter than I thought, yeah. but not like by much. I thought it was like three ten, three twenty, or something. I, li um, I live in a world where I was thinking it was like four forty, and I just yeah. was like bombing past it. Yeah. Like, oh, killing that. Ate my shit. Wheaties yeah. today, <laughs> ladies. You watching this? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so there's like really a couple initial ways you can do it. You can try it like the way I've seen the most that I've also played is trying to throw flat to the right side of that tree. Yes. So you have the first Christmas tree, then you have the other Christmas tree a little past it to the right, shoot up high and get lucky through the trees right. and get past the tree line. That's like kind of like this crescent shape, yep. whatever here you land right in the sweet spot and you're good. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can take the luck out of it, which is what I'm going to do for the tournament is I'm going to throw at that first Christmas tree up above it just on a hyzer yeah and i'm landing this side of that tree line yes because pretty much anywhere there from that area yeah. is way better shot up to the basket yes that yeah. and roughly it's like 225 from there to the basket yep. and you have multiple windows and from there it's like well if i have a sidearm like i'm comfortable throwing a sidearm up there if i have a backhand i'm comfortable throwing a backhand hitting these gaps instead of 
bringing all this risky crap into play yeah. where it's like crap i didn't get through the tree or like i hit the iron leaf that right. i've heard now so many stories about right. um so that's how i've broken down that shot and then like from there it's basically just a putter up shot maybe mid-range depending on just kind of where i'm at and that's my comfortability factor and i'm shooting for birdie like i'm expecting to birdie that hole or at least get, i'm expecting to give myself the opportunity to birdie that yeah. hole like i can't like i would like to make the putt obviously but i would expect that all three rounds i'm going to be within 40 feet say right. putting for three and wherever if you if you cut short of that pine tree if you go over that pine tree on the left depending how tight you are on that row of trees sometimes you can run it yeah like i've been over there like like i i did that earlier in the year where i was mm-hmm. like fuck this shot on the outside right because like you do have like that cut in thing and i kept like catching a branch or whatever it is or like one time i pimped it right where i wanted it to be and then i was still like i don't like this shot yeah i don't like the upshot from here yeah so then i started cutting inside that pine tree being over the left where i'm farther from the basket but all of a sudden i have options mm-hmm. and then the one time i said i was like dude i can run this yeah and i was like Oh, wouldn't that be crazy to get a two on on yeah. hole four? But That'd you be can, phenomenal. You, but you can do it. It's yeah. not like I think when you when you do when you cut over and you're a little bit farther off those trees and you got plenty of angles, like there's enough that you can work like a shot up there with not a ton of heat. And if you miss yeah. it, at least you got like you know twenty foot pot, no problem. Yeah. Take the three. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think there's room for improvement on that hole design just initially, but yeah. as it stands now, like that's how i see it that's how i think is the most consistent way to play it so really the touchiest shot like the tee shot is should be very robotic for yeah. most of mindless. these guys yeah, yeah it's like a mindless it's shot. the second shot where it's like where are you landing are you on the short side of the tree line or are you the far side of the tree line because if you're short obviously you have to this gap if you're on the far side it's easier because you don't have to hit that tree line gap you just have to hit this tunnel pretty wide open tunnel to right. it and just hit like the top face of it so you can just like pop and sit right there right for easy three so then my question would be in that situation the way that i've seen other people do it is on a flex so coming out of the off the t-pad a little bit on a flex higher in the air yeah and coming around the pine tree that way and then fading out over there so in your approach like if i were like if i throw that shot i throw just the hyzer shot, but I've seen plenty of people throw the Anheuser kind of off out the of tee. You're saying off the tee with yeah. something stable, yeah. Rip it out and it, to the same effect, basically. Yeah. So why do you in that situation when you're like, I'm going to throw the high hyzer versus like throwing like a flex shot? Hyzer is your most consistent shot. Okay. So I think that the people will okay. If you don't have the comfortability or the power to do just like pure hyzer, because that's the one you can control the most. Right. And it's going to so, do the least when it hits the ground. Yes. Yes. So it's, you don't have to mess around with like flippy, this, that, whatever. It's like, I, th- I throw PD2. Yeah. PD2 is like, you can get distance out of it, but it's very predictable in the sense is like, as soon as it starts slowing down, it's going to the ground. Yeah. Um, if you're going for flex, the, I've thrown the flex a couple of times and it's worked out like pretty good. But it, to the same effect of like going flat hyzer and trying to beat the right side trees, it's you're essentially doing the same thing. Yeah. But on top of it, off the tee, there's a couple of those trees that are aren't immediately like there in your shot. But there's one branch on the farthest one that comes down where it's like if you hit that, you're, you're totally so yep. far back. Like you're playing to like I hope I for this. Right. Like because you're throwing a tee shot again essentially, but now you're kind of in like a weird limbo right. of like. Things you do I get past yeah. or like, am I still going to this like short spot where 
now I have to hit this gap, but I'm hitting this gap for three instead of two. Right. And it's, I don't know. So like I tried it a couple times and I immediately I was like, I don't like it. I know Turner likes throwing it and whatever, and that's on him. But for yeah. me, I think it's like, if you can throw like a 350 like spike hyzer thing, then do that. Yeah. Because you're going to get the most consistent results and there's the least in the way because where you're throwing it, it's wide open. Yeah. And then as long as you're throwing high enough, you're going over the thing that you're going to hit. Right. So, so, all right. So in that one, let's say you're looking for basically the easiest way to get to a placement with an upshot that you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. So then, like you said, then it makes your tee shot kind of like mindlessly robotic yeah. because you're just doing something that like, you know, you can replicate every time and it's putting you in the position that you want to be in for your next shot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause the most important part is the second shot yeah. by far. So in that, that hole, hole, when you're looking at it, you're like, all right, second shot is going to be the one that makes or breaks the hole. So you just want to set up from that. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. So then what about, let's say you're doing, um, we, we talked about this on the phone yesterday, but like what about hole five? So hole five, I think when people play the course, when I play the course is one of the shots that like fucks up my game plan. Cause mm -hmm. I know the hole in my mind and I know what I'm trying to do. And then for some reason when I'm on the T pad, I just get locked into the idea of hitting the gap. Yeah. It's not hard to hit that <laughs> gap, but all of a sudden, like, because it's, I don't know if it's like, because it's closer to me and then it's kind of like a shadow where the trees are behind it. Or if it's because it's uphill or I have no idea, but I, I like, I know where I'm trying to hit yeah. the line. And instead like, what if there's like a ghostly remnant of like, I know the basket used to be like here yeah, because it, it is a different, Right. In location, same tee pad. Um, so when I went there and all the times that I've played it, I know that like, every time I end up not turning it enough. Yeah. And it's a tricky hole. I like it. I wish it was like more of a straighter shot and like navigate those trees, but whatever. This is what we have. So when I went to this hole, I lasered it to following this path up to the right. You have the tree that's immediately off the tee that you're trying to go around. Mm -hmm. And then there's a tree behind that at the top of the hill where it's you're trying to go through. So I lasered that. Yeah. And that's like 160 or so. Yeah. So it's like, okay, that's a good like reference point. And I'm able to know like what tree I'm trying to be like left or right of. Right. Um, turns out I want to be left of it. So there's this weird gap that's kind of straight, but not really. You're trying to throw straight with something stable so it can turn um so after i lasered that kind of was like okay so here's that so distance wait, what, what you just sorry. said you said so you want to throw something straight that's stable so it will turn i'm sorry so i want i have this opto mercy that is a straight stable like stable means straight right. to me in my head yeah over stable okay. is like trying to go left right. under stable trying to go right but you're, um, al you're also talking in putter yeah right. i'm also talking right. in putter okay um so after i lasered this hole I went up there to get like I took pictures of the reverse angles and this is something that like Macbeth talked about a while ago is like just looking at your reverse angle and I've noticed it like before he was saying it and whatever but like an afterthought and then he said that and again like years ago when Jared was still around so I took pictures of like kind of where I'm trying to throw to or through yeah. so I can reference that yeah in the like the reverse angle so yeah I've got I've gotten a couple holes like that yeah. We're like, I'll play it during warm up or something, then look backward, and I'm like, That's, oh, yeah. It looks way different yeah, sometimes. Like that, all you got to do is hit that gap, and you're there. Yes. And everybody else is like trying to muscle yes. like some weird oddity. And you're like, yeah, if you could look at that backwards, like this yeah. shot's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. So I did that. And so I was standing at the tree where I'm trying to navigate, 
and I'm just looking back and it's like, okay, so it's a very like steep turn and it's immediate. Yeah. So I, I normally throw a putter on that tee and when I was throwing that, I was getting like a little too inside or I was going a little too straight. So I grabbed mid ranges. Maybe I want something a little faster. These were like the first thing. So I had like a stable buzz, understable buzz, stable putter, understable putter. So are you trying to hit a line? Yes. Like at that point for that hole, yeah. you specifically like see a line. Yes. And you're like, this is the line. Yes. And now you're going to throw shots to figure out which disc can most comfortably yes. replicate that line for you. Yes. yes. So this is working out great. We've yeah, done yeah, three yeah. different holes. And I know. Three I different know. approaches. Yeah, yeah, it's great. So I was doing that. So <laughs> I normally throw that stable putter, like yeah. straight stable putter. And it normally works out, but I'm trying to like get closer or whatever. Maybe it still is that putter. Maybe it's something a little flippier. Maybe it's stable faster, like buzz or whatever. Um, So I throw all these shots and I throw all four. I go up there and I see where they're at. And most of the time, unless I get like some crazy kick, I got two really bad kicks that bounced off the tree and went way left, like down the hill or whatever, which is just unfortunate. Yeah. But other than that, even when I got all the other kicks or like I just came up short, it's a really easy up and down. And if not, like I can run this. Like I got a pretty decent long putt sometimes, and there's and a good back drop and everything. That's so what you I was can saying. that hole's it. a pretty good run at hole, anyways. Yeah. There's not a lot of risk. Yeah. So I found out quickly that flippy, at least for me, is not the way to go. I was thinking. Um, as I was walking down, I did, I think, eight rounds of this, of, like, throwing four shots, coming back, or, like, going up, seeing where they ended up, yeah. seeing what I had to work with, look back at it, go back down, throw four, kind of, like, after I adjust. Maybe I want a little bit of this for that. And as I was coming down one time, I was like, maybe I want flippy, but I want to throw it flat and have it turn right, because I, like, I have yet to be too far right on that hole. Yeah. Even It's out, crazy. Yeah, even yeah. the times where it's like, that's definitely going to be like at the pin, and I go up there and it's not. Yeah. So um, I was thinking immediately, like, I'm going to throw this one mercy that I, flat and have it turn like real tight. And then when I got to the T-pad, I was like, that's definitely not. Like automatically it's like, this is not the putter or yeah. this is not the disc for this shot because it's an immediate turn. So, so it, what happened? You just didn't get anywhere near the pin? It, it, it was always too inside or I ended up getting it too overcooked, like to the right. And it would like hit a tree, right. like short. Right. You're, not, so, you're nowhere near the pin then. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't even worth it. So that immediately is like definitely not this. And then I had flippy buzz. And that was also like an immediate like at, like shot after that. I was like, this is just not it. Right. Like you keep catching those trees. Yeah. yeah. So like you can be too far right on that hole. You're just not going to end up too far right. Yeah. Right. But well. Because kind too, of too far right is going to cut you short because you're going to hit those trees. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like you'll be right, but you're going to be like super short where you still like it's right and then just like straight basically. So um, after like the fifth round of throwing these shots, I go back to that gap and I'm just like, okay, so stable. It's either this buzz or it's this putter. Yeah, it's one of these two. Like, what the fuck's it going to be? And I go back there and like I look at the shot that I'm trying to throw, this gap that I'm trying to hit on like this angle. Like this is coming out of my hand at this angle. Yeah. And see what it gets me. So I did four rounds of that with those two discs. Yeah. And out of those four times, putter was putter was in the same spot, literally probably within like three disc lengths 
apart from each one. So it was like three disc lengths closer, further, further this way, like short or something. But it was all right there. And it's like 20 feet. Yeah. And then the buzz was like kind of ish the same. Right. But I didn't feel so comfortable kind of disking up on this shot because I feel like I can throw a putter with relative ease, like not having to fucking oomph it to get up there. So it's hitting this gap on this angle. And it's as soon as it gets there, it's already like flattening out and then just riding up there. Right. And so where that's landing, it's like this, like I have three opportunities for putting. So I should be birding this like more times than not, I would hope, unless I have like some crazy putting fiasco or something like I'm giving myself opportunities instead of not. Right. So as soon as I did that, um, the last time it was literally four shots in a row with that putter. I was like, this, this is just what I'm throwing. Unless there's some crazy wind, that'll be the only time that I'll throw like a mid range up there. Yeah. But you don't really get too much wind in there because it's blocked by a lot of trees. So cool. Yeah. So then, uh, the next hole that I was thinking of in terms of it being a little bit of a different process, and then we'll come back to some holes that we're skipping over and stuff because I'm, I'm interested in like this process. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's cool to listen to like how you approach it and mm-hmm. how your like brain looks at it. I, yeah. I, I I I do a similar thing. It's a little bit different, but yeah. Um, so the one that we talked about the most yesterday, and the one that I like that really got me excited to talk today about it was when we were talking about hole ten. Okay. Right, because hole ten, I think is like the hardest tee shot, you know, like of all the holes. I think that on toboggan, as far as like technical shots, it's yeah. the hardest one. You're yeah. not trying to hit a gap at an angle. Well, you are, but like it's not like not like a true like off the tee. It's not like seven where you're like, I'm gonna yeah, hit, you know, a I mean? hundred feet out. You have to hit something and still try to right. crest and all this whatever. Right. So and there's like you know a million different ways to play that hole. Obviously, like if you ever go play with a group, it's very rare that like four people are throwing the same shot or the same speed disc or this. You know what I mean? Like there's yeah. so many different ways to look at it. And um, so when you approach that hole not just what you did yesterday but let's say in the totality of times that you've played that hole where did you start in your mind and then after you went through your whole process yesterday and really like dissected distances and all this other shit um where did it lead you to and then what was your process like through that right because like the first time i ever played that hole i just threw it straight because i was like i'm not fucking with that turn i don't want to hit these trees and get stuck there and i looked at like it's an easy three yeah if i just go straight and then play a little hyzer up that ravine or whatever and land on the flat i can just put it in for three and i don't need to like show everybody my dick and try to like make this crazy (laughs) and this is like five years ago you don't have to throw this crazy anheuser that i know i don't have yeah um and then i tried different things but when it all always counted like i told you like last year i threw thumbers off that and just landed right there at the bottom of the ravine straight putter up took a three yeah call it a day but you are playing with (laughs) (laughs) different tools with different tools than i am uh mostly because your arms are so long and your hands are big, but, um, <laughs> but so, so what, 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 what was it? What, when you first looked at that shot, you were thinking like, I'm going to throw X and this is how it's going to happen. And then now your like refined vision is, is what, and how did it go? Uh, honestly, I've thrown that hole the same for the most part. Um, when I first played toboggan, I already had, like I've developed distance and like control and whatever. And I wish I could remember like my earliest like rounds or whatever, or like who I played it with and all that. Um, like I remember going and playing with Jared and practicing for Amnats. And I wish I had like more dissective skills like I do now than versus then. But either way, hole 10 is 
a longer pin position than it used to be. So it used to be shorter than that or of that gully. Yeah. And when I learned how to play that hole, it was a mid range that was flippy and you'd throw it flat up above that same tree where you're trying to go and you're having it stall and just fall right. Yeah. So that's essentially the same shot what we're doing here, but instead of it kind of going like up and out on this little arc and then just going 90 degrees to the right, you're throwing this like kind of crazy swooping. It's like up and then like falling this way type thing is kind of how I see it in my head. Yeah. Um, so the shot selection or the shot itself has basically been the same. I've tried throwing like sidearms and whatever, but <laughs> I've known like I don't have like a big sidearm. Like I have like, a workable sidearm. Sometimes yeah. I have extra distance or whatever, but I don't spend a whole lot of time trying to maximize distance with it versus. And that's a big sidearm. Yeah, that's a that's big, big yeah, sidearm. Just to get it that high. Yeah, because of the carry and the angle and the height that you have to hit. Like, yeah. like pr- maybe Eagle can probably do it and like Tristan Tanner or something. Yeah. And even still, like looking at that shot, it looks so hard because eventually it's going to stall. Like at least that's how it looks like in my head. It's going to stall yeah, and it's just going to fall short yeah. and be in a weird spot versus a backhand turnover. It's going to like glide out or if you're like a lefty backhand you have more of that um kind of floaty angle yeah so I, that's like the best way i can kind of describe it so i mean i i Makes could be totally to wrong for yeah. like somebody else but for me that's right. just how it works so it's always been that high arcing turnover and then it became the long position so now it's like all right it's a longer it's on the other side of that gully but it's essentially the same shot it's a little more up the hill so faster disc. I'm just going to do the same thing, but faster. Right. Um, and I've messed around like in practice, like casual rounds practice. Like I throw the shot off oh, like one more, one more. And then like five, six, seven discs later, it's like, okay, I've, I've toed it before, but I've never really kind of like broken it down to what it is I actually want. You don't, you don't see the line in your head when you're standing at the tee pad. I see the line. You see the line. I see the line. It's matching the disc to that line. Like okay. what disc is going to like, I'm thinking of a disc and your body's like, I'm not going to tell you yet though. You have to find out yourself. <laughs> your dad probably already knows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your dad figured out that hole in like 86. Yeah. So I see the line. I'm pretty good at envisioning the line yeah. and then figuring out. I just have to throw discs. I have to throw them on angles just like anybody else, I yeah. think. And so when I was doing that yesterday, I did that 10, 12, 13, maybe 15-ish rounds of like just throwing five discs, going and getting them, yeah. coming back, like revise, try it again, revise, try it again, revise, and whatever. And then um, from T-pad to that corner – is 255 257 or something like that yeah and again like basing it off of like what i can throw elsewhere and how far i can do it it's like shit like i know i can throw an fd like 400 something like hole three at stony is what like 405 yeah. or whatever and like i can park it there with ease ish like i feel really comfortable throwing that distance that disc on that whatever so yeah. that being said I feel like I can do something with this. Like, let's see what I can just do with this, knowing this information, and then go from there. Yeah. So now with that, um, I threw that a couple times. I was a little inside. I was a little too high. Angle's like a little off. And then I had a couple where they made total sense. So I was aiming at 
So you have the gap that's faced this way. You have the trees that you're trying to avoid here. And then you have the bush straight ahead that you don't want to be in or short. Of. Yeah. I aim high of that. And then I try to put it on, on again, like a really steep Anheuser angle and then just hit it. Just make sure to hit it hard and try to have it ride out. So I did that a couple times with the FD and I felt really good about it. So like right now I'm sitting eat still today. If the wind's good for it, I'm probably going to throw that disc maybe. Um, but then eventually it came to a point of what's more consistent for me, which was D2s. So like D2s are like your destroyer-esque type disc. And I have three of them. Um, I have one that's pretty stable. That's like straight. I can get it to do whatever. Like if I throw it flat, I'm not going to get it to flip over. If I put it on angle and hit it, it's going to ride out type thing. Yeah. And then I have two other flippy ones that pretty much no matter what, I can get them to turn over. They're not going to like dump roll unless i put them on an angle like starting on an anheuser and whatever so i thought those were going to be my answer based off of like fd shot and i had one good throw with the flippy one and it just was kind of a fluke is what i chalked it up to be because the yeah. rest of them were just too flip too fast and to get them to not flip like that i had to put them more on a hyzer and i just didn't trust that because if i don't hit that just right right it's it's super fucked right it's su like it's the second shot is going to be difficult and not even like close to where you want to be consistently right so i'd and that, that hell's good for fucking you up too on upshots oh yeah. yeah oh yeah yeah um so that short tree that you want to miss i've hit more times than not in all those rounds yeah and then eventually i was just like all right orange like d2 i probably threw it like a couple of times just to like mess around i was like okay maybe this is like actually it because i i found this hit i got like a really good whatever um, off the tee because I was getting frustrated with these shots. And I'm like, I, at one point I was like, I'm not hitting my dit like hitting, meaning I'm actually getting my power into the disc. So I did a couple of those. And then another round of like too much flippy D twos grabbed orange D two. I'm just like, I'm going to hit this on this angle again, up high where that FD is, but just a little more angle, a little higher. Cause it's a faster disc. What happens? And the first shot was like circles edge. It's like, Oh, sweet. Yeah. Like maybe this is it. So I like, I grabbed everything and I already knew like the flippy D twos, no good. Put them in the bag, like FD that D two. And I think a D one and uh D one, a little too overstable for that type of shot. Not super comfortable with it. And that D two, like I did it again is like, boom, like circles edge. And then FD was just kind of like, whatever. So tr go back again. And it was like two to make it true type deal. Like, let's yeah. see how many times in a row can I kind of do this to really like solidify it to this like this is it like this is me giving myself opportunity to birdie this hole because my thought process is i want to to this hole yeah it's not an easy one but like that's what i'm trying to do right that'll so, make that'll make the difference between a good round and a great round yeah yeah so um i got like all my discs and whatever and i put everything back and it was just that yellow fd and that orange d2 and I think it was like the fourth round of doing it. And it's like FD is like maybe in like a good win and I'm really feeling it or something like that. And even still, it's like the most opportunity I'm going to give myself, at least based on all this information that I've done already is that orange D2 is just going to be it. Right. Cause it's nice, stable, put it up like almost roller line E and hit it above that tree. And then as soon as it's up there again, it's like immediately kind of stalling out or like flattening out, but it's still like falling. Right. So like right. It, it essentially it should just like, land flat smacking the hill and more times than not i like i'm 
circles edge or just outside that circle whatever you want to call it where that tree's at there yeah or like just right and in front of it where it's like if i'm here every time i'm running that putt i don't i don't care because it's it's right there i'm comfortable with doing whatever so i get so nervous running putts on that hole i've had so many rollaways (laughs) it's tough that hole like every time and i haven't had a putt at it many times but like every time i have the putt i leave it short yeah like it's one of the few holes that like i'm just like oh because i've had like for the three, the putt for the three from like 15 feet and just like, just dink it a little bit because it's a little uphill yeah. and then have it roll all the way down. The I hill. know. And on that hole, <laughs> like when I'm putting that from low, like yeah. I legit am putting at the band and I'm trying to putt like over it. Yeah. Because all the other times, like I'm aiming like really high, I'm thinking, and I end up like hit, catching the nub or like the front of the cage or, or like just getting it in. And you're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like all the times I've made it, it's I'm aiming significantly like above into the chain. Yeah. 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 So that's I mean right. that's kind of how I've dissected that. So that hole and the way that you talked about it yesterday, and, and definitely the way that you talked about it today, kind of brought to mind like the whole concept of this. So the way that you look at what discs you're going to throw, and when you're trying to solve that puzzle of what's the line and what's the disc I'm going to use to hit that line, mm-hmm. that is different to each person. Right. Yeah. Like I think when you get to elite, everybody has a similar skill set. There's still a variance in mm-hmm. what people choose and like all that stuff. Right. So I think then when you get to like less than elite, there's a bigger variance and everybody throws like different people's bags are, are, are set up differently. People use different shots and all that. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking about like just from me, from when I first started playing versus how I throw now, when I see like a big up to the right shot, it's going to take my brain a long time to hit it. Like I should throw something that's kind of stable yeah right and then when you're fucking with like speed like well this is going to be too fast or this is going to be too slow um at what point did you kind of like grab onto that idea of like throwing something to the right isn't always going to be just throwing a flippy disc that's going to go to the right like when you obviously when you first started throwing backhands you didn't know anything about how frisbees actually fly when you're ripping them and then at some point you kind of develop a knowledge of like how all this stuff goes but i think there's a big difference between people that are out there like throwing shots and the people that are out there throwing really consistent, difficult shots. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of that comes down to like that understanding and that concept of like, I'm going to throw this disc because it's the best disc for that shot and the, and the safest line to continue to try to repeat. Mm -hmm. And that would be something that's stable. You know, like we talked about yesterday, like you don't want to just throw something up that's going to flip and hopefully it gets over there because it can cut into that tree on the right. Yeah. It can hit and then roll, you know, like whatever. No opportunity to glide. Yeah. No opportunity for glide. So like, what are your what's your when you're working angles and speed and all that and you're going for like different distances can you just explain a little bit of like why like when you throw something long right like mm-hmm. when i play with you you're like i'm gonna throw a hyzer flip mm-hmm. you're gonna throw something that's like more definitely more stable and you're gonna throw it you know up a little bit higher a little bit going to the right and all that mm-hmm. so when you're putting together a shot selection like how did you get to the point of choosing the disc that you choose uh well like were you just rolling everything else over (laughs) uh i mean going back to what you were saying with how did you know that you can get stable over stable disc to work right goes back to big ruben yeah because i watched him do it on uh back at zilker we found a tsunami which is like an old mold version of a predator so like still like it's a slower ish stable over stable disc and he threw it on this hole that's uphill. It's hole four on the south course at Zilker, I'm pretty sure. 
and he goes way high way outside like there's a, a freeway that's over here he threw it like at that freeway super high on this angle and it just went up their road and just like came over and it's like what the shit right like, and that was like immediately like oh so like you can get like these discs to do things because the guy who showed me the game had like a pretty good knowledge at stuff but like doing something like that wasn't i don't think was ever anything that he could relay to me right because i'm not sure like he knew that that was a thing and also that wasn't in his skill set i don't think yeah um so when that happened that was pretty early on and then there was a couple other people that could do that as well so i think that was somewhat like quickly ish ingrained in me where it's like you can do that and it's it's gonna here's what it does when you put it on that angle it's gonna fight out and here's when you take a flippy disc like it doesn't get the chance to glide so i think i'm grateful in some sense where it's like i would learn big that ruben has contributed yeah, so much to so your much so much <laughs> it's a giant man yeah. throwing out gems yeah. yeah um so like if we want to take 17 at toboggan for example yep I'm trying to get to the tree that's straight out. Right. The, the tree. Yeah, yeah. The tree. Where you're trying to get. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's like four. You're not the only person trying to get there. Four. <laughs> it's like four sixty or something, or maybe a little longer. I don't know. It's got to be more than four sixty. Maybe. Yeah. Because you got yeah. the downhill. I don't know. I got like a iffy rangefinder yeah. from Van. I don't know. Like it's, there's there might be variances or whatever. Like it's still a long shot. Still. Yeah. Um, just the amount of time that the disc is in the air before it lands at that tree yeah. would lead me to believe it's, it's more than, than 460. Yeah, because yeah. even still, it's like, so if it's 460 yeah. and it's slightly downhill, I should be able to get like FD there based off of hole three at Stony. Yeah. I don't feel like I could get FD there like no. close. Yeah. Um, maybe I'll try it just for the hex or something. Yeah, tomorrow, and not consistently. Yeah, right, exactly. Like you might be able to. Yeah. Right so, wind. Going from there, like I'm trying to get to that tree. I know it's a long ways. I know I'm trying, like I have to fully commit on something like this. Now it's based pretty much on wind. Yeah. What kind of wind am I working with? Is it pure headwind? Is it like head left to right? So it's like coming in at this angle on me or like right to left, pure tailwind. So like anywhere on the clock. Um, so if it's pretty much any kind of headwind, I'm throwing something that has stability. So it's like that orange D1, D2, whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm throwing at that tree, like straight at it, kind of high, and I'm turning it, like I'm putting it on an Anheuser. In your I, in your hand. In my hand, yes. Yeah. It's so leaving it's on It's leaving flex. my hand on yeah. a turn, yeah. And I'm banking on the fact that it's going to just flatten out, and like Heiser, hopefully it doesn't like like I hit it, so it doesn't do it super early. <laughs> right. But that's no. what I'm banking on, because obviously yeah. if I'm throwing, like I could throw flippy, and I could throw, but. For me to have to do that, I'd have to throw in a hyzer and I'd have to throw at the OB yeah. just to get it to like turn all the way this way. And really it's like, what am I kind of gaining off of that? It like I'd feel comfortable with a certain type of wind on that. So if it was more left to right, then maybe I can get a little more like distance right, to get into that hit placement. The bottom the whole way. Yeah. Right. Um but even still, I think it would go like I want something with some beef in it so I can do basically the same thing. But Anheuser out of my hand so the wind can push it even more for longer. So it's going to stay Anheuser longer, but it's going to fight its way out instead of give up like the other one would. And just <laughs> like, all right, here I go. <laughs> like, yeah. You're over on that right hill. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm shooting for on there. And I feel comfortable throwing stuff with beef in it distance. Like, yeah. 
even say like a PD two, I feel like the right hit, but still like those things are so overstable. Like unless you have one that's kind of worked in, is like will I hit this good enough to do it? So now it's in between those. I ha- you have like flippy D two, you have PD two. Now like right in the middle is like those d ones d twos that i have yeah and i trust those like that orange one is like my workhorse like there was a couple times today i hate yesterday i hate it yeah (laughs) i play against you and i see it in the air and i'm like fuck that (laughs) (laughs) you pull it out and i'm just like god damn it (laughs) oh we were playing we were playing cast you threw that off the hill at cast the one time yeah 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 and it 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 didn't go well yeah yeah and i was pumped (laughs) (laughs) it just held to the right because like when you let it go i was like god damn it and yeah. it was just like held right and i was like all right yeah good. there we go <laughs> i got a chance <laughs> yeah. i'll lose it on the next hole but yeah. right now i could try to make one up perfect perfect yeah so i mean that's a, i mean kind of how i've broken down at least the tee shot on that hole and yeah. a lot of it's based on wind yeah. but even unless some crazy circumstance again like it's just going to be that disc pretty much no matter what just because there's that reliability factor because i'm not looking to go too far right if it was somewhere where it's like i'm trying to get like as right as possible and it's like okay to be over there which it's not hence why i'm not throwing too flippy but if it were i'd be more prone or more apt to throw the flippier one yeah and really trust it because it's like if it goes too too far right it's okay because there's a shot over there right but since there's not and you have like this peninsula because of the ob that's created now you're more so forced to have to throw in a way, a more technical shot, yeah, honestly. Way more technical, yeah, yeah. Yeah, versus before where it's like you just hammer it however the <gasps> fuck you want yeah. and, and hope Get for the best. Get your huck face yeah. on and go. Yeah, yeah. and uh, hole three, they did, like, I think a good job of that. I think they could have did a little better if they made the front face of that hill OB. I yeah, think just that like would, an island OB. Yeah, yeah, I think that would create more tension on that hole because if you like leave it you shouldn't be leaving it short or low yeah anyways but if you did it's like i'm a champ at ripping my second (laughs) shot right into that hill (laughs) i can fucking do it yeah like in my head i'm like all right put this up and then for some reason i'm worried about it turning over so like right before i go to put it up i just kind of let it go a little low and Mm -hmm. then i'll just face that hill every time yeah (laughs) not my friend I got that upshot dialed in from there, though. I can forward that thing like a boss. (laughs) So in terms of when you're looking at a wide open shot, so let's do let's do 13. So you're getting ready to tee off on 13. It's it's going to be something. Are you trying to get onto that hill or you're trying to get to the base of the hill? Base of the hill. Right. For sure. Right. Because the difference in footing doesn't make it doesn't make up for the distance. Yeah. Right. And it's a far shot. I personally hate that tee pad. I think it's retarded. There's a little divot in there if you yeah. look carefully. Oh, there is. Yeah. Or if no. you don't look at no, all, there you really can is fall a divot into there. it. I don't yeah. know. Oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not a joke. But I, I saw you hit um, it pretty good the yeah. last time that we played together. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, did you hit the hole? You were like, yeah, yeah I hit the yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what is the shape in your head of your shot when you're when you're teeing off on that? Like, I mean, this is what I'm really interested in. It's mm-hmm. like, it's wide open. There's nothing in the way. Yeah. In your head, you see the vision of what is the shape? What are you aiming at? What disc are you throwing? And how is it going to go? So I actually did this. This was my last hole today. Yeah. Um, like 11 was one that I wanted to get. And it's like, as soon as I get this one, I'm going right to 13. Because that's the one, like, not so much the first shot, but the second shot I need to figure out. Because I was 
the other day when I was there. I was like, I for sure can three this hole. Yeah. For sure. I just need to figure out the second shot. So a tee shot I have pretty dialed in. This is um, my tee shot relies a lot on what kind of wind I have now. Because yeah. now, like, even though it is a wide open shot, you still have, like, this path that's pretty wide. But you still want to be to the right of the left berm or to the left of the right berm. And right. And you also, in between. Yeah. And you also want to be where you're going to hit the be able to hit the line for your second shot yeah right so i feel real comfortable anywhere like left middle right of anywhere down at the base of the hill i feel real comfortable so today when i did it we had a little bit of a headwind and i threw a d1 a d2 like these are my stable fast discs yeah and then i threw two flippier ones the two flippier d2s because i this i can throw on a hyzer right. to get to Wide stand open. up and ride right. and do all this stuff and all four shots ended up on the right side at the third flag and one like three were literally like the same distance give or take like five feet right and then there was one just like 20 feet shorter so when i was throwing all these uh i had the idea in my head as i was going to attack this hole based on the other times that i've thrown it where it's like all right I can get a PD2 there, and when I was first trying to do it, I was throwing at the trees that are the right to the right of the wood sign that are up there. Yep. Flat, expecting it. Like, I'm throwing it uphill, so it should, like, hyzer out and, like, get over there. And every time, I throw at the trees, and it just stays flat, and then I, like, hit the tree or I go past the tree or whatever, which is totally fine because up there is still a long putt. Like, your circle two edge or maybe just outside of circle two. Right and based on the green like you can run it like there's all this you stuff can that's, totally run yeah that like yeah. you could probably throw a driver at that for a putt yeah like and a full not a driver like a drive at yeah. it and be safe yeah or whatever um but obviously that's not what i want to do i want to be closer on my second shot so i threw a couple drives i threw what i thought i wanted to throw or whatever so i threw um flip your discs on a hyzer at that sign just to kind of see where that would get me and then flat over stable like pd2s at that sign and see where that would get me yeah and as soon as i threw the first pd2 it was a little too turned um i had it go at the trees again but more on the left side and it went past and it was by that path on the right side so in circle two and i was like okay so if i can do this like for sure all this other stuff so like Everything else just kind of went, eh, whatever. So I right. picked all this stuff up and I went back down there because I had a much better game plan going into that. So I threw PD2 again first time and I threw it at the left post of that sign flat. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Like as soon as I threw it and saw like where it was, I was like, yes, that's it. And as soon, I threw all the other shots, whatever. But when I got up there, that pink one was five feet from the pin. Yeah. And then other PD2 second shot it was the same it was just a little low so it like hit the front so easy up and down can't really run from there that's a pretty long distance um and then i threw uh orange d2 so like middle stability i threw it flat like slight hyzer at that sign i got same result but i think is a little iffier right um of a shot like and it worked out that time but you don't want to yeah yeah like yeah. I, I don't want to bank on that like if i were to throow 10 times pd2 10 times that d2 i yeah. think the most consistent would be that pd2 on that line um and that's pretty much like what i got out of that yeah uh, and pretty much anywhere that i was there so, and if i'm left on that fairway like it's going to be the same shot slightly modified but there's 
my reference point is so that sign there's a branch that hangs above that sign that's dead yeah i'm just aiming at that because that was the other thing too is like i'm not getting this high enough because too flat is like too forward less time for it to do left things if i get it higher it gives more airspace for it to go from flat to like just start falling left yeah and anywhere like falling left past that sign is in the circle Money. circle's right. edge whatever i like to throw so. it right into the top of the hill <laughs> like every time i'm like this is the time i'm gonna put it up yeah. i'm gonna really put this one up yeah and then like i'll let it go and for the first like couple of seconds i'm a believer i'm like yeah <laughs> and then like it flattens out and i'm like fuck yeah man, it's like it's times? like does like start flying yeah and, and then, then they someone just die. shoots them yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah with yeah. like a grenade yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah it's such an optical illusion because like I, I put it up and i like i just throw something flippy on like a crazy hyzer and then get it to flip up and mm-hmm. then like i hit the i hit the angle like i never have a problem not hitting the angle like as it leaves my hand and it stands up i'm like i'm good and then I, it just like goes right into the top of the hill yeah which is frustrating but i feel good about the angle i just need to be able to get it up higher and convince myself like reach down lower yeah pull it up higher on that throw. yeah and that was one thing that i was doing and i think i did maybe like four or five rounds is all it took me to do it and one of those rounds was like i'm i want to be high yeah and this is like where i learned i want to aim at that branch and the ones before that i was like i want to be high but i know i'm not reaching low enough because like i know not to like go up here to like throw high if like that I, makes no if sense. If I ever see you reach up in your backswing, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking lose it. <laughs> You're never going to hear the end of it. If I can get a picture of it, I'm going to give it to Dan and Kyle. And they're going to have it on their phone. Yeah. <laughs> so so here's here's a question, just technique question, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, you're a valuable resource for this. So in throwing a shot that's going to go up that high, how are you making sure that the shot is traveling forward and not just going up? Like it's not, you're not trying to throw a spike hyzer there. No. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. it's... It's you're you're reaching down low, you're coming up high to put the disc up high, but in no way are you trying to like do like a bloop shot. Like you're trying to like get it up and then have it like fade over. Yeah. So in your reach back pull through release, like what are you doing mechanically to get it up that high, but also to make sure that it's like gonna continue to travel forward instead of just like going up and coming down? I mean I think that's the same reason why I throw the PD2 on that is like, I'm trying to, as I am on like nine and 10, make sure like I hit my shot. Cause like that's important for making those shots work yeah. is get that hit on the disc. Um, I was talking to Feldberg on the way there and he like had a pretty good idea of it. It's like, sometimes people think you want to throw understable like uphill. Sometimes that's true. Yeah. But a lot of times you want, you have PD2, you have like crank SS. Yeah. And then in between you have that orange D2 that you love so much and dearly. Right. You want that middle of the road high speed disc for forcing it over uphill and letting it kind of do its thing. It's a really hard thing to explain, but every that's time. A, that's why I'm asking. I know. It's, <laughs> it's so hard. Like, I don't know specifically what it is. I just know what works for me and what doesn't work for me. And every time I've tried throwing, like, flippy up that hill to make it work, yeah, it's never worked well enough. Like, I can get up the hill. Like, I was able to prove it to myself. And allegedly from the base of the hill, like, the third flag to that sign is 300 feet. Uh, yeah. But if that is 300 <laughs> feet. According it's like, to someone's yeah, laser. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, 
but even still like i've had the most success basically like if i took that shot and threw it on a flat ground yeah i'm throwing like this crazy forced over shot that would be like a flex shot like trying to go just as right as possible but since i'm throwing it if if it was flat ground but i'm throwing it that high it's basically just stalling out yeah. and coming down because that's how high that hill is up there like in no way would i actually throw that disc on that angle to get basically anywhere on flat ground because of where i'm throwing it and the angle i'm throwing it at right so it's kind of throwing an uncomfortable line because in your head or at least in mine it's like that's not gonna work but let's just fucking try it and see because right. that's that's what i've been doing this whole time is like let's see just what's going to work because this is the time to do it right not like let's see if it works like first day of the glow we're just gonna change it up on everything i've done um, that yeah <laughs> i did it last year yeah so it's i'm gonna play the safe shot i got this yeah <laughs> <laughs> no we got this yeah um and it was like for me it was it, it's a lot of trial and error and i i've talked about this a lot before not specifically with you but specifically with jared and fred of the short pad like the original like great hole 13 i think that's the iconic old discraft video is right. the short pad to the same pin yeah and it's like who's just gonna get who what post are you going to get to up the hill right and it's seemingly like really far but not ish at the same time because i think a lot of it really relies on angle getting it up there yeah angle. yeah yeah so it's like you want to throw high up but you don't want to throw like from the ground like to the sky but you don't want to throw like flat either like it's this weird angle control that's like a really tough thing to hit because i've seen some people where i feel like i can beat them outright flat ground get further than i can up there and it's like this but they had like a really good power they had like no disrespect to them but it's like they had a really good angle really good power on it and it's like if they can do it like this is totally right. achievable. Right. Yeah, totally achievable. It's just a weird angle. So from throwing from the base of the hill yeah. to up there, just all the trial and error, because all the other times it's like flippy uphill, flippy uphill, flippy uphill, yada, yada, yada. And then I had that talk with Dave, and I was like, I threw a couple times like a PD2. And I was like, I think this is it. Yeah. And he was telling me about like middle of the road, fast, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right, I'll try that. And it like it worked. Like, so you won the world championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> he must yeah. know a thing or two, I guess. So then, so all right. So let's go. That, that'll lead nice. So currently, for me as a human being, and we've talked about this a little bit recently, like that's the part of disc golf that I'm struggling with. And a lot of the reason why I wanted to have this kind of conversation today is like, so I used to have my left arm up in the air. Yeah. Tried to break this habit forever. I had no idea it was even a thing. <laughs> it was fucking crazy. In my yeah. mind, this thing's like all tucked tight and. Mm. <laughs> girls are watching like damn look at that yeah and then in reality it's like up here and then yeah. i'd swing it down as i'm coming through mm -hmm. and only recently we randomly fell into this apparatus that you can get at golf galaxy 1599 14.99 but it actually like just clips to your chest and holds your arm it's for ball golf to keep your right arm down and connected right. to your body so you get a more connected swing yeah. ben hogan style yeah um so I, I put it on my left arm all of a sudden and literally in two days it broke my habit of holding my left yeah, arm up. i love that thing yeah which that I, thing is great it's so crazy because i try yeah. i've literally been focusing on trying to break that habit for like three years and it did it in two days yeah but then all of a sudden it opened up like this weird thing of that was my counterbalance my counterbalance is gone when i throw now so then like my head started like 
swinging through weird because my arm wasn't there to balance it out and like i started having some other issues with it um the head thing's crazy yeah dude i throw i throw a mid 30 feet farther now i've, I've been really? able to like yeah so i've been able to like keep my head like i just look there the whole yeah. time okay. easy fix yeah my mids go 30 feet farther you're welcome dude i've like yeah yeah it's great <laughs> and i appreciate it and i threw yeah. like a 350 foot upshot with my wasp on hole two stony long blue okay and like almost ran it like it almost it almost went in really um it'd be sick it would have been dope yeah. three like two on that hole is no it would have been a three from the long pad oh okay, okay. so it's heiser drive oh, up to there i'm thinking yeah it's a long yeah, one yeah, yeah. so yeah. and then it was 350 from there i did it in warm-ups and i was like I guess I can throw my wasp 350 now and yeah. like literally like not trying anything else different, just keeping my head in the center of my body, mm-hmm. pulling it through 350 with the wasp. No problem. And I was like, cool. Yeah. Then I played Addison after the decathlon on Sunday and uh, I like, <laughs> so like it's literally the same throw, just not moving my head. Okay. So on hole nine, no, hole eight, no, hole nine. I'm sorry. So hole nine at Addison, I was just throwing. Which one's nine again? Yeah. The one that's got like the little water on the left and you like weave it through. It's like 270 or something. Plays a little uphill. So, okay, eight, so four is the crazy turnover. Well, eight's, eight's the one that like you throw that hyzer. The little dinker? You can't, no, no, no. It's like a decent. You can't see it. After the dinker. After the little straight dinker. So after yeah. that one. Yep. So you, okay. you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah you're yeah, kind of yeah. like yeah. low yeah. and then you're throwing Sorry. a little uphill. And then after that, you go out into the opening and you see the sun again. So... For, yeah. for that one, I go to tee off, and I literally just throw the exact same shot I always throw. Mm-hmm. Went, hit the perfect gap, went right up the right side, and where it would normally like cut in, it just kind of like held a little bit straighter because it had more on it, I guess, or whatever. Yeah. And then faded in, and I was still thinking like, oh, I'm gonna run it, and I was like in the fucking trees, like <laughs> back behind the basket, like yeah. I had, a, I was on Circle's Edge backside of that. Yeah. No putt. And I was like, no, I hit, I hit, I hit Did the you? putt. Yeah. Nice. My putting's come together this week. Nice. For right now. Yeah. But um. <laughs> No, so then, like, yeah, so I just, like, smashed it, and I was, like, playing with Tommy, and I was, like, yeah, ever since I, like, quit moving my head, like, my mids and putters go, like, I haven't done it so well with my drives, because I'm still thinking, like, I'm going to get this to go, and yeah. my yeah. head pulls through. <laughs> Come on. But on my mids and putters, and then on 13, uh, the little one, mm-hmm. um, it was the same thing. I threw the same shot I always throw, just didn't move my head, yeah. and I was so fucking deep in the shit behind that little basket yeah it was like i hardly had to put out yeah and i was like damn it like there's these little things you know yeah obviously keep my arm down helps my timing's getting a little mm-hmm. bit better not moving my head a little bit better but what i've had an issue with um and we've talked about it a little bit is i don't have the mental picture of angles yeah to get the disc to do what i want it to do mm-hmm. so i'm still like where my games kind of like hit a slump recently is i'm still throwing the same shots that I would want to throw before with better mechanics and I'm having worse results. Yeah. Because I always see things in like hyzer flips, you know what I mean? Just like being a slower arm speed player. Like I see things in hyzer flips and then like straight to fade and all this. And I'm like, I, I can, I can do like a, you know, an Annie shot and whatever, but I'm like a, a real, like I'm going to gun this. Mm-hmm. I always stay away from the stable because it just like hyzers out too early for me. Yeah. So, what I'm having an issue with is like putting it up in the air for it to get the distance to travel and like trusting that when I put it over, it's going to come back and moving like slowly moving to more and more stable in my mind and knowing that it's going to come back. Yeah. We're like, you have that in your brain. You're like, this is how this is going to go. But, um, when you're throwing like distance shots, so we're at 18 uh, at Edison, 
Okay. And the one, th- I don't know if you remember, but the one time we went, you got like a new destroyer. Uh-huh. And you were like, I'm going to try this thing out. And then it just like held the Annie forever across that field and then cut back. And you were like, by the bat, like past the basket on the right hand side. I think so. And I remember just being like, I don't know why I play with this fucking kid. This was like four years ago. Yeah. Look, you got this new destroyer. I'm going to try this out. You threw one <laughs> shot and then you're like, I'm going to try this one out. And it just like held the Annie forever. Like it yeah. didn't really like fly over like it didn't keep anying but just like held the ante yeah and like just slowly moved and then when it came back it didn't like tank it just kind of came back and then like glided over and i was like i hate you like but um nice shot yes great (laughs) i told you good shot you know then i probably called you fuckface but (laughs) (laughs) so when you're throwing when you're throwing a shot like up in the air like that how are you you told me a little bit about it but like how are you, so like up that up the hill shot at 13, or if you're just throwing like a wide open field shot, I feel like you get the disc up, but you're also like maintaining the nose integrity. How are you yeah. doing that? Um, and if you, I learn it, I'm going to use it to try to beat you, just yeah, to be clear. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, so I actually watched a video yesterday. Uh, the, you didn't text owner? it to me? No, I didn't. I'll I'll send it to you. Your dad knows about that video. No, he does. I'm gonna text him too, so he for sure knows about Zach it. Zach knew about yeah. this the whole time. Um, so Thomas Ekstrom, the owner at Latitude, okay. previous world champion, whatever, they made a video teaching, I guess, like their social media guy or yeah. whatever, like somebody who like this is their job, but it's not playing disc golf. It's like helping promote it and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and going through the process of how to just hold a disc and everything ex- he explains it really well so like he tells you to like uh, he does this weird pinky thing and this doesn't make sense to me which is weird after saying he explains it really well but uh when you like start closing your hand you have this like crease right here yeah or at least somewhere along those lines and then you put the disc right in there and you kind of wrap your fingers just around that yep and just by holding it like this, it keeps the disc parallel, like with these two veins that are right here, like this line right. in your forearm here. So as long as you're holding the disc here and I'm throwing this angle that's up this way, I'm not forcing the disc downwards. I'm literally just holding it because if you're throwing like it doesn't matter how you throw a disc. If it's th- being thrown nose up, it's not going anywhere. Right. Or it's not going as far as it could have been. Right. So a lot your, of your that. Your friends are going to laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, ha yeah. idiot fuckface. Pussy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. So um, a lot of that, and I've, I've even been like being more mindful of that, like the last week or so yeah. is like just having this, I know what it feels like in my hand and what it doesn't, or what is wrong feeling in my hand. And so it feels wrong. I like, I reset just to make sure I'm in this spot. Yeah. And all I'm doing is I'm, I'm not just holding it. I'm also pulling the disc into my hand with like my fingers in the rim here. Yeah. But I, as my thumb is laying here, I'm not like pushing the my, the thumb forward. The pressure is actually also pulling in this way. So like all this contact right here in my thumb, mm-hmm. all of this is actually pulling it this way. So when I'm going to throw the disc, I feel like there's so much spin going being transferred onto the disc like not only is the nose angle going to be flat with where i'm trying to go yeah that there's just going to be extra spin 
to help it keep flying for a little longer. Yeah. Because less spin, less flight, whatever, unless you're throwing it like really hard. And even still, like, yeah, it's still you can still go farther if the disc can just rotate more. Right. Garrett, um, Girthy puts a ton yeah. of spin on his disc. Oh, yeah. And if you watch the end of his flight, it's like. It's on the ground, just. <laughs> it's, yeah, but it's like hardly moving, but yeah. it just stays in the air. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, some yeah, people, yeah. you'll watch their throw and it like rips through and then like hits the ground. And his at the end. You feel like you could like run out and grab it like a dog at the beach. Yeah. Because like, it's just moving so small. Yeah, it's crazy. But it stays in the air. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of it is just being able to manipulate that nose angle. And a lot of it, I think, just falls right down to just how you're holding the disc. In your hand. Yeah. yeah. I've, I used to throw it or grip it a little differently where I actually didn't have the disc so much in my palm. Or it was more, right. <laughs> excuse me, up here, like up here in my palm which automatically if i want to get this level i have to really put like some downward force on it like yeah. i can still throw it like that if i wanted to but the consistency and reliability of that like if i were to just like naturally hold it it's very nose up i have to force my wrist and thumb downwards right versus if i just put it here i don't have to force anything it's already where it needs to be so i mean that's something that i've worked on so again like i think just being able to manipulate that work on grip make sure it's in line with this forearm because how your arm is moving this way yeah like this is just where the disc is going so if like that's, yeah that's, this is all weird like <laughs> that's, what I, that's what i was trying to teach people when i'm when i'm teaching people how to throw if the if the disc is in line with your arm however your arm's moving the disc is going to go it's one less thing to like manipulate mm -hmm. but if you're dealing with like a lot of this this is very inconsistent and you're also putting a lot of pressure on a weak joint yeah where if you have it in line with your wrist as you're coming through mm -hmm. wherever your elbow's going basically your arm's just going to follow the disc is going to fly out at that angle yeah makes sense yeah but, but then they, I, yeah but my brain I, gets it but what about my body brain does that get but it when, <laughs> and i can watch other people do it and i can see it and i can be like nope nope you know but i thought i threw with my arm down for six years and it was way yeah. up in the air so there's obviously a lot of stuff going on in that yeah. like impact moment that i don't feel but um yeah my my hand ends up like just opening up as i'm coming through because especially if i'm trying to put it up mm -hmm. it feels like my hand is more likely to come out of alignment with my arm as i'm coming up yeah because it's it's somehow like less comfortable to me and it may be like as i'm coming through my wrist just comes forward and then my hands in front of the disc which has yeah. the nose up yeah as and opposed to coming through and then yeah, and for me too. Like yeah. when I'm throwing that shot on on 13, like I'm reaching downwards to come up here. Yeah. And there's a level of uncomfortability of that, so I have to like make that happen. So if I'm if I know I'm feeling uncomfortable with it, <laughs> I'm comfortable with being that uncomfortable because right. I know I'm hitting what I need to be doing. Right. So it's a I, I don't know exactly what it is. I'm not the best at explaining things sometimes, but yeah. that's like the best that I can give. I don't want to do it. Yeah. You're going to do it. You're going to do it. Yeah. Like We're it's getting just this going yeah. to happen. Yeah. Cool. So then uh, let's do 15. So when you're doing 15. Toboggan. Toboggan. Okay. As you're getting ready for that. Did you spend much time on that hole or that's kind of a I straightforward? I haven't done that hole yet. Yeah. That's going to be likely tomorrow, but the level of comfort again I have on that hole, like I have a very strong idea of just how I'm going to play it, which is just going big off the tee. And I really don't even think that it's like that big. Like, I think you can get to where I'm trying to go just yeah. because of how the hole is laid out because to get from where you're at to that, um, the landing zone, like where Will is trying to go with sidearm and whatever is 
I think uh, like 260, 270 ish, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, I can pump something like past 260, and this is for sure flat ground. And as soon as you get past there, the ground falls away. Right. So, what I want to go practice is just what if I'm going to throw high speed, it's going to be one of those two flippier ish D2s for sure. Or what can I do with like FD? Am I going to be a little more control with it? Yeah. And where can I get that realistically? It's definitely not going to be overstable because I don't want it to come out. Right. Like I just, I want it to fall with the ground because anywhere past over there, like you're to the right of the OB and anywhere over there, like the, the upshot from practically anywhere is, is easy. Yeah. 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 Or like you can make something work. And right. if you're like, even in the thick rough shit past the road on the right side like there are windows it's yeah. just the thing you have to contest with now is like can i find it or like did the spotter see it and can find it or something like that right um because you don't have to really worry about cut rolls either because the ground's falling away hence why throwing flippy hence why just fucking gun it yeah like i don't know i think the only reason that you should just lay up is just you're uncomfortable with throwing big off the tee I th- I, yeah i think with that it's one of those things though like today and i i think we talked a little bit about it like the process of progress but as the sport moves forward and you see people do stuff you know what i mean like people were bitching about like well toboggan's too easy because paul shot 18 down no and it's like no that like he murdered that yeah, course. a lot of great people played that course many times maybe yeah. slightly variants but so what fuck it and like the best was 11 down which was shot the day before yeah so it's not like you know what I mean? Like, oh, that any, was Nico. Wasn't anybody, it? him no. and Nico shot it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, um, but then it's the thing of like, once you see him do it, mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, that shot's attainable. Oh, this shot's attainable. You know, like you're not going to pot like Paul Macbeth. Yeah. But you're like, oh, I can hit that shot. I can do this. I can do that. And then all of a sudden, like shooting better than 11 down becomes something that you think like, oh, I can do it. Mm-hmm. I think on a whole like 15. And even when you were talking earlier, like that pine trees, 260 away, 270 away on hole four. I think there's a lot of it with that course that just plays the way that you've seen it played before and the way that you've seen people play it and you make a shot more difficult because, you know, like this is the shot that everybody throws. So I'm going to throw that shot as opposed to like going out, taking measurements, getting a look at it and being like, dude, I can get all the way to here really easily. Like it's not that big of a thing. So I think like out of the corner there, that shot, um, people are worked up and nerved up about it because they watch everybody throw it short and they want to hit that shot. Yeah. And that shot then becomes like, yeah. And, and interesting on four too. um, to go back to that. I just remembered when I lasered that shot, my T shot immediately changed in the sense of like, how much am I putting into this? Because yeah. before it was like, I'm really like trying to send this thing. Yeah. And now it's like, Oh, it's only right there. And it's for sure. Like a flat ground shot. I went from like, kind of like a full-on run-up to just like let's just two-step it whatever and get in just make sure to get into it and that's it and it's like i'm getting like right where i want to be every time yeah so like having that information was super key in being comfortable with throwing those shots just because it's like i know like what i can throw where i can throw like easily on once you yeah once you see the numbers and you know that that's what it is then you're like oh shit this isn't that crazy yeah and i think 15 is one of because even the last time like we went to play it i was like well fuck it i want to play the long shot yeah because that and then i just didn't hit it i just didn't really throw into it but because that short shot like yeah you can run the basket from there you know what i mean and like i I like landing in that landing zone and then just throwing like a hyzer flip 
like dead at the basket. And yeah. Even if you blast that hill, you're going to be right there. Yeah. So it's an easy three as long as you don't, you know, fuck up that early shot. But I almost think you have more leeway on screwing up your shot going for the big shot mm-hmm. because that, that out of bounds on the left, like fades away. Yeah. So even if you like just get around that corner with enough gusto, you yeah. know what I mean? Coming to the right, even if it fades back out left at the end, you're still kind of yeah, past the, the out of bounds. The OB is like, it comes in and then it meets the fairway. Yeah. And then as your disc is coming here, your disc is like hopefully just kind of like riding right. The OB rides left. And then as soon as it hits that, road. the OB hits the road, it follows the road, which is like this way. Right. So even if you go, like you can go just straight past the OB if you wanted. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. And even yeah. if you went out like, like off the T pad, like way wide mm-hmm. and just played a big fade shot, like. Yeah you would still come back in uh, in bounds yeah because that ob then cuts left so even yeah. if you just like threw like a huge kind of anheuser shot out and landed back at the bottom of that hill like i think that that's a not that hard of a shot to execute and that's a big window going into it you yeah. know as long as you don't turn it too early and catch that tree on the right yeah. that's like that weird yeah like it's not it's definitely not a gimme shot it's a shot yeah. you definitely have to be committed to yeah. have thrown and whatever but like but people fuck up the short shot all the time. Yeah. It's not like, oh, because it's only 270. Like, everybody just lands in that thing. People hit the trees early on the right because they're mm-hmm. worried about going left. Or people don't get enough over it. And then it's OB on the left. It's yeah. not like when I play there with people and no one goes for the big one that everyone's just right there at the top of that hill. And we all throw nice <laughs> shots to the basket. Like, you still yeah. have people, like, over here, they cut it in early of that tree of the right and whatever. So mm-hmm. I think, like, yeah, I, like, I was interested the last time we played. I was like, I think that the long play... Because there's not a lot of danger. Yeah. As long as you get past the OB. Right. You know, Rob was telling me on Sunday that he spotted on that and Garrett through mm-hmm. and like just fucking murdered it. Yeah. And it came like all the way through, like way the fuck up and went way over to the right. And it was really? like jammed underneath this stuff, like by what is that, twelve? Yeah. Yeah, like like over by like the <laughs> shit by twelve. And he like walked over and Garrett and he's like, Oh, it's right over there, I put a flag by it. It was like good, and then Rob, <laughs> good, <laughs> and then Rob was like, "You wouldn't have found it," which I think is so funny because he's like kind of mild mannered, but he's like, "You wouldn't have found it if it wasn't for me," <laughs> <laughs> which I think is great. When you tell that story, I thought it was fucking hilarious. He's like, That's "No," awesome. he's like, "No, seriously," it was like under this stuff and whatever, and like you know, it's yeah. kind of in the middle of nowhere. Like you just juiced yeah. it around there. Like you're the first person here. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah you're <laughs> definitely like the only other people that have been here came here from twelve. You know. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's hilarious. That's interesting. Yeah. So then, um, let's see what other ones are. So so eighteen, you're gonna obviously throw like a turnover shot. Yeah. Or you th- you're gonna go forehand to end your tournament. What if what no. if you what if you started and finished bookend with the forehand drive? Oh. Just for style points. Oh. Just rip a forehand off one Shit. and then finish with the forehand on eighteen. Oh man. What do I get for it? What are you giving me? Ladies, oh. prizes. Fame beyond your wildest dreams. Banana? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> oh, well. shit. So you're going to, what do you, like but speed wise. So my, my question on that hole is always speed. Yeah. Like how fast of a disc are you throwing? And then how far out to the left are you throwing it? Uh, so with high speed discs comes high responsibility. So like, yeah. um, this like, so putters don't interact with drives at like so much as high speed drivers do. So like with putters, like you don't get all this like crazy movement. Yeah. Yeah. Versus like if you're throwing flippy fast, like you can get all this crazy stuff. So to kind of meet in the middle, you got like a fairway that 
kind of does the best of both worlds it doesn't have so much movement but it does have movement you can get it to like float right and do whatever and it's fast so the play that i've been doing on that hole that i really really like that is really consistent for me is throwing an fd like i got that yellow one that's like a little flippier than brand new yeah and there's a post like so you have the ob posts that are on the left hand side and then you have that stupid fucking tree that's got the lowest hanging branch of any tree ever and that that's where all my drives go that's where all my drives go too because yep. i hit that branch yep. every time I hit, it, I hit it every time yeah so with a variance of like 30 feet from how far i'm putting like yeah it, sometimes it'll fight through that branch and yeah. i'll be past it sometimes i'll hit the branch get knocked straight down yes. sometimes it'll get knocked left yeah but i yeah. hit that branch every time yeah and that's another hole where it's like i'm shooting for two like i'm not playing it just for three yeah. but if i three it i'm okay with it because i know to two it it's going to take like a lucky shot to get through or like it stays there and a hit like a long putt or something but even still it's like so what about i was curious the last time that we played when we finished because mm -hmm. i do hit that branch every time yeah and i'm throwing something flippy mm -hmm. because i know it's going to come back yeah and i throw it so that way i know it's not going to roll mm -hmm. but i'd rather end up too far to the right than fuck up and go ob yeah I, I hate just giving strokes away right but what i was thinking is is like what if you threw it out wider like something that was like a little bit flippy, threw it out wider just to get past that branch before it faded in. So at least you were top of the hill. I mean, that's an idea I have. I haven't been out to like really to throw that. that. So okay. like all, out of all the times I've played to like mess around and half practice in casual rounds. It's yeah. So that, that row of, or that OB rope and then that, that branch visually where they meet, there's a post right there that I aim at above yeah. it. And I'm like, I'm aiming there and I'm just throwing it slight turn and just again make sure i hit it because i need it to turn yeah but it, i know that i'm not going to get this to like dump roll on me like something more flippy would right because if that happens out of bounds for sure every time so yep. um really like i'm trying to again like navigate that branch and i just i find that one window and it punches through and i'm like in the circle putting for two because yeah. even still like if i hit that branch it's like I just throw it up there and get a three or like right. depending on where it lands, maybe I can run it for a putt at two or something like that. It's hard but to get a four from there. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty, it's <laughs> Unless pretty you have a difficult. medical emergency. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I guess. Or something yeah. left your cat on fire, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, I go. yeah, <laughs> but that's, that's for sure a hole that I want to go and practice just to really dial in. Cause again, like that being OB on the left side, I totally get it. And also like, I need to, be dialed in for that because like just to throw away a, a dumb stroke there like maybe i get there and it's like it would just be smarter to play for three or i don't know yeah. or i gotta i gotta figure that one out so for sure i think that one and um nine as we were talking about yes yeah. as we were talking about yesterday like those are the two holes where i feel like your biggest obstacles aren't the hole at all yeah. it's what you just did with the last 20 minutes of your life yeah you know what i mean like 17 just playing 17 the the tee off shot you know and and 15, I think it's like a nothing hole, right? Like you're playing for the three. You're yeah. probably going to get the three. No yeah. big deal. And then when you get to 16, you really want the two. Yeah. But not, I don't think it's anywhere near a guaranteed two. There's no. always like a weird win there. It's always yeah. like, you know, that opening gets a little bit smaller each year. Yeah. And like, if you miss that two, you're kind of like, fuck, right? Like I wanted that two. Yeah. And then you go into 17 you're like, you got this huge out of bounds. You throw a 17. If you three it, sweet. If you take the four, you take the four. Mm -hmm. But it just takes a lot out of you. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the that like down the hill, up the hill, like you know whatever it is. My cart's like three times as heavy as yours, <laughs> yeah. and I'm like a senior citizen. So by <laughs> by the time I get to the top of that hill and we're done with seventeen, yeah. I did three at twice this year, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but when you get done with seventeen, you get to eighteen, and like the rounds over, like you've just done so much physically you know mentally all that and you get to 18 you're like i just got this one shot left and it's hard not to be weary like mentally weary and just throw the shot like you just like run up there and throw it and then you're like fuck right that's not and that's that's kind of why i was like pushing myself these like practice rounds where it's like i'm just gonna go until i'm like gassed like i threw a throw the last throw i had today on 13 was like that was just fucked because i'm now i'm gassed yeah done um, and then other than that, like I'm riding my bike for like cardio and whatever. So I can at least have better cardio than before. Like I used to be like great at it, but this was years ago back in Texas. Yeah. Um, but at least like for this, because you need it here. Like that's a, a huge part of it. Like mentally at this place because drink water, take yeah. snacks. Yeah, yeah. The whole thing. Absolutely. Like the whole, the and there was, a, there was a guy practicing out there as well. I don't know who it was, but like every time like i he played through us like multiple times because like i'm playing specific holes and whatever he's like playing everything right but he's rushing everything and he's just trying to hammer everything and like getting frustrated this and that like i don't think he's taking like the right time like he's just it just looks rushed and like chaotic and all this stuff and it's like you're gonna have a bad time like have fun being like below me in the standings type thing yeah and like uh I but, I, but I think the, it's a skill set. You know what I mean? Like yeah. learning how to prepare and learning your system for how to get ready for a tournament is a skill set. Yeah. It's and not it's, something that's just intuitive. Yeah. And and my thing that I'm getting is like he's like obviously gassed. Like when we were on 13 and he was throwing all these shots, it was like he's just gassed. Yeah. Because he was like getting there. Like his throw was looking better a couple holes ago when he played through. And now it's like they're all over the place and whatever. Yeah, so like wasting your time and ruining tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like you're just now you're practicing it. To me, it looks like you're just practicing bad habits, even though you're not practicing bad habits, you're doing them and you're reiterating them and so on right. and so forth. So like, as soon as I got to that point, like even yesterday, I was like, I really want to make it to 11 just to try do like one round of it. Cause 11 was probably up there with nine, probably like nine and 11 were both like the hardest holes for me where yeah. it's like i don't know like what am i doing here am i trying to do it am i trying just going for three or like am i just messing it up and making this hole extra hard or whatever yeah so i like i broke nine i figured it out i broke 11 i figured it out but twoing nine to me is easier than twoing 11 yeah so i would agree with that yeah um throwing the like a pussy the way that i do <laughs> i still have a putt at nine yeah. And I rarely have anything that I can really believe in on 11. Yeah. Like and I don't, I don't mess it up that much. Like I have like an easy up and down, mm-hmm. but I'm not anywhere where I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is going to go in. Yeah. And, and what I found too, is that I'm playing nine and 11, the exact same way I'm throwing the same shot. So on nine, how that shot plays yeah, out. I throw the same shot. Straight. Yeah. yeah. I throw the same shot. And then 11, I'm throwing the same shot a little higher yeah but it's doing the same thing yeah. and then it's like i with fred today i was like I, I threw a couple and then came back i threw two more i was like okay those feel like really good and it's like i'm gonna try this and then I, the first one like immediately out of my hands like yeah i'm doing this that's one of the one of the runs there that like i feel like i know something that a lot of people don't yeah it's like nine and eleven because i just throw the straight shot 
I almost always have a putt at it. Like a lot of time people go to the right or whatever it is. And like, I'm always in that opening. I always have like at least like a half ass bit at it. I never have a great open shot. And then 11 kind of the same thing. Like I saw it off a couple of times, but most of the time I just throw a hyzer flip out. It fades up onto the hill. I'm like in the middle of the hill. It's an easy hole. Yeah. And then I watch people like try to do too much Mm -hmm. and they're trying to play like some weird shot in their head. And then they're like ripping it over or doing all this other shit. Yeah. There was a kid that, uh, played through with us i don't know why he was running every hole yeah but he was like running every hole for uh, i don't know like he he finished seven as we're like taking a break on eight and he like runs up to us he's like oh, i've never played this course before and blah 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 and i was like well you kind of want to whatever and like as i'm like explaining it he like throws his shot and i was like but i wasn't done explaining i was trying to like help you out or whatever yeah. and uh so he like it he doesn't hit it doesn't get whatever i don't know if like he just is gassed from all the running he was doing or whatever but did he have a shirt off? No. Oh, okay. Murdoch was out there. With he his shirt had his shirt off? off. Yeah. And I was like, you're not that big, bro. <laughs> I don't think he knew who I was either until like, yeah. he came up and whatever. <laughs> yeah. He like, kind of chuckled because I, I don't know. Anyways, but um, so we we're like waiting on eight. This kid's like running through. And I gave him like the couple pointers like on nine and whatever. And like. As he's running down the hill. Yeah. On the next <laughs> hole, you're going to want to yeah. throw it straight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know when you're clear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, ah, I don't remember where I was going with it, but, um, yeah, like, yeah, just being the same shot on yeah, nine and eleven, yeah, yeah, like it was just it was kind of silly, like, yeah, one of those like I'll just fucking try it just to see, like I'll pretend like I'm on nine, yeah, and then just throw this and just out of my hand, but like that's it, that's all I needed was just that because I threw so on nine I throw that orange D two, I try to break those two trees through straight, yeah, on here I threw same shot on that like slight anheuser up at the tree so you have like big tree on the right that i always hit like all year long and then there's a little tree probably on the like, left yeah yeah to the left of that yeah it's like i'm gonna just aim high of that anheuser flattened out stayed flat at the tree up over and then hyzered out i was like circle's edge yeah and then i did it again i was like circle's edge and then i did it one more darren time. will and never beat like, me on this hole again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i had a third one with uh a disc that was like slightly more of a stable and I didn't hit it like so good. So it's like same spot, just like 10 feet short or whatever. Right. It's like, yeah, like this Easy is up and down. Yeah. This is just it. Yeah. Yeah. And like from where the first two are, it's like this, I'm running this all day long and the shorter one, like I'll try to run it, but even still it's like, these are just easy threes and great. Like I watched, one, right. If yeah. you get one, you get one. Yeah. Just don't take a four. Yeah. Right. And watching like all the fucking super pros come in and it's like, they're not, doing anything more than what i can do like yeah. seeing simon and eagle throw on 10 watching nico and conrad throw on six like conrad had a great drive there on for six? sure on six yeah like, that would be a i would pick that as a conrad hole yeah yeah but it was still except like, for that fucking run up and t-pad ah <sighs> that's that's my least favorite t-pad i yeah. just see my knee dude blowing out every yeah, time i, I took uh i took a broom from nacho the td or yeah. whatever and i just swept everything yeah. just because for that reason and like uh a ton of people were ahead of me like and ricky plays in like i don't know N- nike loafers or whatever yeah. that like barely have gra- i don't know how like he does it especially there with those t-pads and mud and dirt all over it and they for sure played that like that no i don't problem. know how he like survived yeah it was like it was yeah. weird so i'm 
that's like a huge thing. So hopefully the brooms are there for the tournament the whole time. I might just go get a broom to put on my cart for just in case, or yeah. if anything, like a towel so I can beat the crap out of it and get all the dust off. Yeah. And as soon as I was doing that, I was like, I could commit to shots. Yeah. Like six, I was I able play to with, I play with a broom all the time. Yeah. For those who don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because my knee is dog shit, and if I'm apprehensive about slipping on the tee pad at all, I can't yeah. throw. Yeah, it changes the shot all dynamic I'm thinking entirely. Is, I hope that this thing doesn't go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I hope I, I hope this is yeah. my last throw for the year. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. And, and that's like, why I do it. Like, I think my knees are fine, and it's still, like, I want my knees to be good. I don't want them to be yeah. like Darren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. running up. Like, I hope yeah. I don't end up like Darren. Mine are still knees. I yeah. don't want them to be paper mache. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I, I had one this year. Just, just total segue into yeah. nothing. But sure. I had one this year that was the opposite. Bald Mountain. issue that was the opposite. The opposite. Bald Mountain, yeah. hole 11 went up so instead of using like a brush or something for the concrete which one's 11 just a 350 open i mean it's not open there's like a little thing in the front there's a pine tree by the basket but it's basically oh, yeah, open yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah 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 for me that's a sweet ace run i've almost hit that thing yeah a few times yeah um but i went up to throw it and like instead of the concrete like being textured it's yeah. like ribbed yeah for not your pleasure yeah so like <laughs> i ran up and like i wasn't thinking at all about slipping because i was like oh this is good grip and oh, as I went to throw, it like grabbed me, yeah. and all of a sudden, like my foot wouldn't spin, mm-hmm. and I just like let go of my disc because it freaked me out. And I was like, I would rather slip. Yeah, I would rather slip than like because otherwise you might as well play in cleats and just yeah. run up and like you know fucking put all your momentum into a joint that can't turn, you know, yeah. and it just freaked me out. So yeah, now, that that actually happened to me on the whole before that. Yeah, I, that one's bad too. Yeah, like one of the one of the times I was there, I totally messed up the shot because like I don't the the tee pad like snuck up on me. So I don't know if I like stepped early it's like or a like big, it, it, or it's like a big like, Montana. Yeah. You, gotta, you can only interact <laughs> yeah. with it at night. It'll fuck yeah. You up. yeah. But yeah, it, it just like you're mine. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's it like scary. Yeah. yeah. It was nutty. I see ligaments blowing. Yeah. Out. yeah. Like it was, it was crazy. So like there's, I don't know. I have my own perfect tee pad, yeah. which are like, the tee pads at Memorial, just like big circles or whatever. Like, even if it was just like a big, perfect square yeah and then just you take a shot brush across it yeah. and then just call it good like yeah. you have all this room you don't have to start from off the tee and like pick up all this whatever and bring it to the tee pad and everybody else does the same thing then eventually there's just more dirt everywhere yeah instead of i don't know why we can't just have a nice big thing to throw off of yeah like in ball golf like you have this giant thing and you can tee from anywhere from within the two whatever the hell it is just make sure you're behind them yeah I played with this dude, shall go unnamed, <laughs> and uh, this motherfucker would tee off four <laughs> inches in front of the things, and I just didn't get it. Yeah. I just didn't get it. I'm like, all you're doing is throwing your integrity away on a 445-yard hole. Do I know this guy? No. Okay. You're looking to gain four inches. I don't get it. Yeah. Like he just looked like a jackass. Yeah. But I went and played ball golf yesterday, which was fun. Did you? Yeah. Nice. Met up with my buddy Classic Steve. Yeah. Classic. <laughs> this is California guy? Yeah. He's, okay. he's ba- he was back in town, whatever. So I went and played with him yesterday. Shot at 87. Haven't played in a year. Baller. Baller. I had some real dicey OBs. <laughs> oh, real <yeah>. fucking dicey. <laughs> I had one. Hit a shot. So the hole goes up to the right. Hit a slice. Wanted to hit a slice. Hit a slice. I was like, sweet. I wanted to hit a draw. Hit a draw. I was like, yeah. Man killing it Dude. whatever <laughs> Tiger but Woods, what? hit this slice it, it was early so instead of like coming out here and going i like came in here and went yeah comes down over the tree i'm like oh, i'm good there's room over there hits a cart path bounces up in the air and then rolls into this like tiny little fucking stream <laughs> lost ball 
was like, God damn it. <laughs> then another one, oh, no. I tried to drive the green on a par four. Okay. I haven't played in a year. I'm like, I got this. Hold my beer. Yeah. Let's yeah. go. Right? Full tilt into it. There's a little stream that comes across the fairway at like 280 yards. Okay. The hole's only like 318 yards or something to the center of the green. Okay. So I'm thinking the stream doesn't go all the way across. I'm going to like aim it. Like this is like some super dialed in shit. But I was like, fuck it. If I'm going to fuck it up, I want to fuck it up really going for it. Not yeah. like. So I pull pull the big dog out, get them all lined up. And I'm like, I'm going to draw this over to the left side of the stream, whatever. It's going to be money. Yeah. Dude, smack the shit out of this thing. Dead on. Boom. Right down the left side. It comes. There's like a branch hanging down from the tree. Mm-hmm. And it just roasts this. I mean, like I'm talking like. Like this big. Okay. Right? I'm not a branch. It was like yeah. a stick, right? Yeah. With like leaves on it. Yeah. Roast the stick. The little like little like leaf thing like falls down to the ground. Yeah. Can't find the ball. Really? We get up there. Can't find the ball. What? We looked all over the place. Can't find it. So we <laughs> hypothesized because we couldn't find it. Yeah. That it must have like hit this little thing, hit the ground weird, and then like cut over to the side and like caught the weird part of the stream like over here. Sure. But it was, it was like I had the stream beat. Yeah. And I, I had a hard time believing that like that little stick like directed the ball like over to the right. But we literally couldn't find it. Like three of us looked for like 10 minutes. Yeah. It was gone. That was an OB. Sad. And then on the last hole, <laughs> smashed the shit out of this drive into a wide open field. Mm-hmm. There's like three trees that I was kind of aiming for. Ball rips out. I'm like, yeah, go. And then you hear the like knock of it hitting the tree. That's called hard lumber in golf. <laughs> So I got I got the hard lumber. Is it actually? Yeah. Okay. And because uh, it's 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 a specific sound. Okay. Like it's like someone hitting a baseball. Like oh, like you okay. you you didn't you didn't graze a branch and you yeah. didn't hit like a stick. Like yeah. you got some hard lumber. So gotcha. You hear this like knock and you're like okay, mm-hmm. but I'm still cool. Yeah. Nope. Couldn't fucking find it. Then <laughs> we walked around. It's, it's like a field. Walked all around, found three other balls, some yellow one. This Eastern European woman came up and hit a ball. <laughs> it, was, it was like weird, but couldn't find it. It was gone. So I took three penalty strokes, still shot 87. I thought that was pretty baller. Yeah. Yeah. More importantly, I beat Classic Steve. Yeah. Because fuck Steve. My game with him was always darts. And the last time before he left town, he kicked my ass at darts. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of my game. And I was like so salty. He oh, rubbed it in, but then yesterday took him down at the small ball yeah. so i was like vindication. <laughs> it's like a year later i'm sure he doesn't care yeah. i'm like yes i'm back <laughs> i have self-worth again that's hilarious oh. all right so we were yeah. le- next thing we were going to talk about is like building your bag yeah all right so yeah. i i had a super um super random experience this year of trying to switch to single single manufacturer yeah which if anybody knows me i've been so against for so long <laughs> right like yeah. I, i've i've really like whatever like campaigned against it um but i'm getting up there and i decided that i wanted to try to move to single manufacturer so i switched my whole bag to discraft yeah what were you throwing before like oh a super mixed bag yeah yeah so i've i've all of these like that now that bottom row there's discraft but all of these are literally like everybody yeah right like i I, uh at some point 2011 i think it was 2011 um i'd been throwing like anova and some discraft mostly just mids um mm-hmm. i was putting with wizards you know whatever i just had like a set put together and then i remember i found this disc at star with master chief on it oh. and it was a halo oh and i was like what the fuck is this like it's felt great oh. i'm like is this new yeah <laughs> um 
And so I found it and I was like, dude, what is this? Mm-hmm. And somebody was like, oh, it's made by Latitude 64. And I was like, who's Latitude 64? Yeah. And I remember just thinking like, if this is out there, what else is out there? Yeah. And so I just ordered like a fuck ton of discs from like every manufacturer. Yeah. And I'd order like a bunch of each mold and all that. And you this say stuff. every manufacturer in 2011, that was what, like four? Yeah. <laughs> But this, but well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. In my defense, yeah. this process took more than one year. Okay. So over the next yeah, few yeah. years, yeah. I'm, I'm like. I didn't go dump like five grand that night. No, no, no. no. Well, I, I probably did, but not, <laughs> not just. So like I got a bunch of Latitude stuff. Um, I got some West Side stuff. I got Innova. I got some MVP stuff when that stuff came out. I've gotten some Axiom stuff. I got a bunch of ProDiscus stuff because like once I got theirs, I really like the plastic. Uh, Prodigy came out. I got a bunch of Prodigy stuff, like yeah, all these different things. And uh, I really just put it to the test of like consistency of manufacturing. Mm-hmm. So if I got five of one disc, or usually it was like eight, right? So I'd get like eight of one disc yeah. in two different plastics. So four in one plastic, four in another plastic. Go out and throw them. How consistent are the four of the same plastic? And then how consistent are the two to each other in different plastics? Okay. And then go from there. And if I got your eight discs and none of the motherfuckers threw the same, we're done. Yeah. We're done. We're, we're like, we're over. Right. Yeah. Like, so I had some real quick that fell off fast. Not going to name <laughs> companies. I'm not here to trash anybody, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had some where like, I'd get like eight discs and like, it was eight different discs. Yeah. And I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't build yeah, the game. only consistent thing was probably the, the name. The f- yeah. Yeah. It was just the name of it. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, you're, you're out. Um, and so then, like, if those discs worked really well, right, and they were, like, really consistent, I would then order more, like, this is going to sound psycho, but I'm kind of psycho, like, eight months later. Okay. I'd order, like, eight more. So I know it's a different run, mm-hmm. right? Like, I'd wait and see. I know it's a different run. I know it's a different production line. How are they going to work with the ones that I have? Okay. So then if those two match up, and like all of the premium plastics are flying the same and all of the like star or altrium or whatever that plastic is that that company makes if those all fly the same two different runs right and like the weight makes sense like the little bit lighter ones are a little bit flippier the heavier one you know what i mean like if all that makes sense like i'm in yeah i'll support your company and buy all your shit Mm -hmm. because like i know when i lose something or when i order something in the mail it's going to come and i know what i'm going to get every time right so that fell to specific companies, <clears throat> but I would still give every company a shot. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, like I got a whole bunch of legacy discs. I really like their fairway drivers. I still to this day really like their fairway drivers. Patriot yeah. for a flippy fairway driver, I think is awesome. The rival for like a stable fairway driver, really like it, you know, and they have some discs. So some companies I really liked their, their shit, like their specific stuff. Like I've always thrown Discraft mid ranges. Yeah. And um, I've always thrown like either ProDiscus or Legacy fairway drivers. Mm -hmm. And so I just built up a giant library, like all these like go through different speeds and stabilities. Um, And so I had like kind of a library of stuff. And then depending on, because I'm dealing with body issues, like depending on how my throw is going, I can adjust the disc to how I'm performing. Mm -hmm. So like mid-season, I'd usually switch up my bag. Mm-hmm. Because like all of a sudden I'm getting more snap, my body's in better shape, you know, or like something's going wrong with my body. I'm not getting as much into the disc. I'd then like move to something a little bit less stable. Mm-hmm. But with this whole setup, like I can just dial a disc down, no problem. 
yeah. and then throw the exact same shot and it's going to go the exact same way. Right. And then if I'm getting more snap on it and I consistently am like turning it, I can just switch to like a slightly more stable disc or even a slightly more stable disc of that same mold yeah. and do that. And I've relied on that and I've really enjoyed that process. And that's why I have this because it's like eight to 12 of each mold that I actually throw. Mm-hmm. And there's probably like 40 molds total. And then I just like move it around as the year goes on. And then each year I'll kind of build my bag like that. So I, I was still in the process of like building my bag each year. And then like halfway through the year, I would like rebuild my bag. Okay. So I'm not like, I'm a little weird in that way that like, I'm not a guy that's like, this T-Bird's been in my bag since, you know, <laughs> yeah. since fucking Clinton. Yeah. And uh, I've got 85 aces with it, you know, and like I played with, you know, I, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Um, also, I'm weird in that the minute I ace with something, I just retire it. Because like collecting ace discs is a big reason why I play disc golf. You know, yeah. um, they just make me happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way too. Like if I ace a disc, like I think I have one, maybe two multiple ace discs yeah and it was just because like i just never really brought it in to retire it and it's like oh i'm here and i'm throwing i'm not really gonna lose it so right i'm on the hunt for a few right. of my aces i don't know if anyone's heard about a yellow casey aviar yeah but missing in action yeah missing. highly yeah. yeah yeah and it's for like that reason where it's like that was and it, it mostly it like reflects like just a period of time in my life that just brought like i was super sad like i'm sure you remember like why and whatever but like that brought like a huge wave of like happiness to me yeah so like it's not that it's this disc and whatever it's just like the sentiment that comes with it of like this is why i want it because of x period of time in my life that like i just like to have it back so if i were going through all my aces like there's stories behind it and like if i were to go through like with you or amanda or whatever and like when did you get this they're like why this that whatever like yeah. there's something that comes along with it i enjoy that part of it I'm and gonna, i'm gonna have to take a break for a second <coughs> okay. i have to pee yeah <laughs> is it hitting ah <laughs> <laughs> uh. We're cruising. Yeah, we just had to take a break because I had to pee real bad. I tried to hold it, but I couldn't. When did you get home, honey?
<laughs> I'm gonna need to see your battery collection after this. We're gonna oh, yeah, need I'll some batteries you. for uh, this thing. <laughs> no, we're good. It's going the whole time. And we're back. <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry about that. Nice pee. So uh, yeah. So anyway, so this year I had to build a bag with like a single manufacturer. Um, so last year I felt like the end of the year I played the best disc golf I've ever played. Like okay. after the injections in my knee and I got my body kind of like somewhat together, mm-hmm. I felt like I played the best that I'd played. Yeah. So this year with COVID and like I had some mechanical breakthroughs, like all my discs started flying differently anyways. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, I'm going to have to kind of build a bag from scratch because all of a sudden I actually got snap onto my discs and like everything started flying differently. So I was like, well, I'm not really going to get to compete a whole lot this year. So why not like take a run at it? I've never done it before. It'll be a nice challenge. And then hopefully it'll be rewarding to you know to do that a run at building a single manufacturer bag yeah for i know there's a reason yeah well i I would like to like work towards getting sponsored yeah but also i kind of intellectually like the challenge of it yeah and i have a lot of friends um that i play with a lot that play specifically with just discraft stuff so i knew i had good references of like they don't know my discs like most people don't know the discs that i throw so i can't be like well, what would you throw instead of a lasery? Yeah. And they're like, what <laughs> I literally the f- was just thinking the same. What thing. the fuck's a lasery? And you're like, well, it's kind of like well, at that point, I might as well just say similar to a razory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so building the set, um, obviously all the mids were easy, and then going below the mid was kind of easy too. You know what I mean? Like putting approach and all that wasn't yeah. that big of a deal. I mean, obviously you're gonna throw a zone, right? Obviously yeah. I'm gonna throw some sort of challenger, right? Like yeah. there's whatever. Um, so the hardest one for me was going to be what I was going to throw for my upshots because I used to throw like a basic beat up jokery, mm-hmm. which is kind of like a slower zone. But because it was beat up, like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Turns out a uh, jawbreaker uh, ringer GT flies exactly like what I wanted. OK. But because I switched discs, it kind of switched the way that I look at shots. Mm-hmm. I no longer throw that disc at all. Oh, really? So, like, the way that I do up shots, like, that's what I was talking earlier about, like, how do you see lines? How do you see disc golf? Because this year, going through the process of changing these discs, and I'm not done. Like, I have a set that works, and, like, I've shot a few really good rounds with it, and I've done some also, like, really bad rounds with it. But, like, I at least believe in my set. I'm not as familiar with it as I would like to be. Um, Sometimes I think that they're going to do stuff that they're (laughs) obviously not going to do. But it, it, it... it changed the way that I actually look at the shots that I throw and it changed the way at like how I want to throw, which, you know, like it's always an evolution kind of like how you're going through disc golf, but, um, a little bit of mechanical cleanup and stuff like that. And now it's really kind of changed the way that I approach disc golf and like how, like when you're talking about your process of like, this is how I look at a hole. This is what I do. This is the shot I'm going to throw for the first time. I'm at like the reevaluation of like, why do I throw that shot? Mm-hmm. Why do I see this line? Why are these the discs that I choose to play with? And um, I've started talking about this recently, but then I spend a lot of time now, unfortunately, during rounds that count for stuff, fucking with angles and throwing different shots. Okay. Um, and trying to <laughs> dial stuff in. So a lot of the time, like, I'm working on something specific and shooting around that counts for something. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to work on, like, recently I've spent a bunch of time throwing, like, understable stuff to clean up my mechanics because shout out crank ss yeah and the thrasher and you know like avenger ss and even like the xl to some point that i have that's flippy Mm -hmm. like um because it forces me to stay over my shot right and like it's not going to hide anything it can be incredibly frustrating when i'm playing because every little mistake i make really costs me 
mm-hmm. you know, but I felt like it was worth it to maybe not shoot my best to really like clean up my mechanics. And yeah. I feel like it's done pretty well. I've had it. I've recently realized that I've had the consequence of like not hitting my shots mm-hmm. because I'm kind of apprehensive about like, well, what if I flip this thing over? Like, yeah. It's really gonna fuck me. Yeah. So I've I've kind of gotten recently into the thing of like I'm not actually like really throwing my shots, mm-hmm. and then I'll have days when I really do, and it'll be epic. Last Thursday I played at Bald Mountain. I threw all my shots, dude. I ran like tons of baskets, hit sweet yeah. vines, did all this other shit. Um, and then I went out at Stony on Friday, and like I couldn't really commit to the shot because I was so worried about shit flipping over. So I was like changing. Then like okay, like I feel like my mechanics have cleaned up. Like I was specifically saying, like all of a sudden I have this problem of throwing my mids too far. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I'm just going to switch to throwing like more stable stuff. And that's why I was asking you questions about like what makes you then throw to the right with something more stable and then like hitting an angle of putting it up in the air and like, you know, instead of throwing a hyzer flip and having it come over, go right and then fade left, something out of your hand that's more stable and just put it to the right. Mm-hmm. It's like a different approach, you know what I mean, in a different yeah, kind of way. There's definitely that you see more things. control in that. Like if you know you're throwing something that's going to come out of it, right. now it's just how much angle do you need to put on it to get X amount of flight out of it for it to like come back. And that there's a specific spot where I learned more of that. And it was, again, with Jared out at uh, Glassblown, I think like 2014. 15 somewhere right there yeah and there's a hole out there that i was playing significantly differently than anyone else and i was just like i don't know why and it wasn't until like after the tournament i think we were playing like an extra round or something like that and it was explained like you can just distance control easier like this is a hole that i don't even want to guess what number but it was in emporia it was on jones east or west one of those one of the two either way so the hole's probably like 360 or so slightly downhill and the only gap you have to hit is immediately off the tee so like you should hit it 10 out of 10 times realistically um and then there's like one lone tree like way off to the left so like you shouldn't be hitting that for like right hand backhand and so it's slightly downhill and then where the basket is and then probably 60 feet short of that it like there's a drop off so it's like t-pad and then it slopes downhill then it goes down and then flat again yeah so and then behind that there's like a tree line and for me i was like i'll throw a mid-range or like even putter if there's like a good win because like i can throw that very comfortably straight at that thing right the thing that came into play was the tree line behind it because now i'm throwing a disc that's going straight but i can't really distance control so much because it's like if I'm giving it less power, then it's coming up shorter. And, right. and if there's any wind, it's a really weird thing. So, yeah, you know, I'm watching like Jared, Nico, Paul, uh, Ricky, and there's like a handful of other guys, and they're all throwing basically just firebirds at this hole. And I'm like, why the fuck are these guys throwing firebirds? Like, I don't understand. Right. I don't get it. I mean, they're obviously, there's a re- rhyme and reason to right. it. And the reason is distance control flex shot. Yeah. So now it's like I can throw a Firebird 375, like not straight, but it's you're putting it on this angle and you're banking on the fact like it it just uh, is going to come out of that. Yeah. So if I'm throwing it out to the right of the basket, 80 feet on this angle, 
it's fighting out of my hand. And then as soon as it starts coming back, it's coming this way to the basket, which is away from, or not even close to going at the tree line instead of like the initial shot going outwards instead of mid range putter, which is like, I'm throwing straight at the basket. And if I like juice it, it's going straight into the woods behind it. So that was like something where it's like, okay, like, this makes a lot of sense why they're doing it and whatever. So I started like incorporating that where it made sense. And like, I tried it there and it was like first throw. I was like, all right, like got it. <laughs> I, I get it. <laughs> which, now. which, which I knew before. So, right. Um, and then if you're trying to do that with like the same shot and you're trying to throw like road runner, like, sure you could do it with a road runner, but the touch and everything that comes into it is like, if you're able to do that every time with a road runner versus somebody who's doing it with a firebird, like the most impressive is the guy doing it with a roadrunner. Right. But it all scores the same. It all scores the same for sure. Right. But the likelihood that that guy is doing it with a roadrunner every time is very low. I would imagine because it's like, it's so flippy and yes, you can get the shot out of it, but why? Yeah. Why take the risk? Yeah. Yeah. It's a a lot to do with it. So, yeah. So for me, I feel like at this point, like I, I just started, subbing in some other stuff in terms of like mentally of instead of throwing this shot because i feel like i've cleaned up my mechanics a good amount and i feel good about it i don't feel good about the fact that i've recently gotten apprehensive about throwing the shot yeah so whatever i'm getting from throwing understable or whatever i've been getting from like cleaning my form up i'm now losing in my overall game because i'm now nervous to throw mm-hmm. and specifically like my body feels good so i'm trying to work on like throwing the shot like incorporating more and more of my body into my throw as the year goes on so i can like build up what i feel like do you ever um like what was it i did it recently at spindler like i had the same problem like being apprehensive of like throwing whatever yeah and uh i had a good pointer from the guy who taught me how to play it and it was just like just overdo it yeah overdo the shot like go way past it yeah or whatever and it more times than not like as soon as I start noticing, I'm getting apprehensive about like, well, I don't want to do this or I don't want to turn too much. I don't want to be too left. I don't want to be too short and yada, yada, yada. It's like, just fucking do it. Like overdo it. Just do it. Right. That's fine. Because then it's like it more times than not, it ends up being overdone. But it's like you throw the shot that you want to throw and then you just like hone it in like real fast. Right. Instead of just like, well, all these what ifs and this yeah. and that, whatever. And, you, and so. it's so frustrating. It's it's funny <laughs> that we brought up like, or that I brought up like playing ball golf uh, yesterday. Mm-hmm. But in ball golf, I specifically like, I'm going for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I know I'm out there with like a lack of skill. I haven't played in a year. I don't have any touch. And I'll be damned if I'm going to miss short. Or if yeah. I'm going to like end up, you know, like, like taking a stroke because you ran something and it went by it too far. Mm-hmm. versus like we were talking about last time your doubles where you're at indie mm-hmm. and like you do the short putt and i just <laughs> yeah. fe- i just feel like if you do that layup putt and then you still end up getting a five somehow mm-hmm. you know what i mean or like you know what i mean like then after the layup you end up throwing it into the swamp anyways like that feeling's awful as oh, opposed to yeah. like standing there and being like fuck it i'm going for it mm-hmm. and then if you end up in the swamp whatever you're like well i went for it yeah so specifically when i was playing ball golf yesterday like I got nothing to prove. I got nothing to lose. So every shot, like punch shot underneath this pine tree <laughs> from like, I don't know, 149 out with like super low ceiling. It had to be a punch and I had to like slice it over to the green. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, the guy the guy that I was playing with that wasn't with us, like you get teamed up with or paired up with people and he was like, blah, blah, this and that. And I was like, dude, I'm not going to fucking miss a layup. I'd rather miss going for it. So I'm like, I'm going yeah. for this and totally played it out and rolled it up the green. And I was like, yeah, yeah. like, you know. <laughs> 
um it made me feel good and then it, it really like kind of brought to my mind of like that's how i want to start playing disc golf again yeah so i need to adjust a little bit of like adding more stability to the discs that i'm throwing and all that and i, I feel like i have a full range of disc craft stuff you know that i can like sub this one out put this one in or whatever and just start playing more of a uh more of a risk to reward game versus playing to work on my form mm -hmm. you know what i mean which i'm super excited about because i'm kind of worn out playing for my form so much yeah. you know what i mean like going out and like i know the shot that's the easy shot and i know the shot that's the comfortable shot and literally making the decision of like no i'm gonna throw this really touchy shot yeah just to force myself in in a situation where it matters to really concentrate on like doing this cleanly mm -hmm. and then not doing it cleanly and yeah. watching my disc go way the fuck over there and being like, <laughs> oh, i could have just thrown a hyzer stop looking at me <laughs> don't judge me i knew it was a yeah. fucked up shot um yeah but so in in like just going back like in building my bag i do it um you know i do like understable neutral to stable stable overstable depending on each thing and then i do it all at different speeds mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i have like a putt and approach that's like relatively flippy one that flies pretty much dead straight that it'll just fade to the right a little bit one that's stable and then like a zone mm -hmm. and then for my mids i have you know buzz ss buzz wasp buzz os and then when you go to like yeah. fairway drivers i think when i moved to discraft i kind of melded a little bit because i yeah. used to have like basically seven or eight speed of all of those and then like yeah. nine speed of all of those and yeah. then like 11 and then beyond right and i feel like moving to discraft there really isn't the seven speed setup, seven, eight speed setup of like understable state. You know, so I just kind of like melted it together. Mm -hmm. um, also getting more snap on my discs. I can make it do more so I don't have to have so many discs. Right. Um, but yeah, my bag, I just kind of build, you know, very much like putt and approach mid some kind of fairway ish driver, some kind of distance driver. And then like full on, I have open space, you know, like get there and yeah. then a couple of utility discs. Like mm -hmm. I have a machete. I don't know where that would fall into things. It's always yeah. on like the end of the set. Like. Funzy disc. Elite, like I have a machete in my bag and that's a funzy disc. Yeah. Like that is the most utility of utility yeah. like ever. Um, let me check the camera real quick. I just heard a ding. Uh -oh. Are we done? I don't know. Oh, is the camera done? Okay. How far into it are we? We're two hours in. We're two hours in right now? Okay. Yeah. So we got a little bit of time.
We're back again. Tight. This is the most complicated. Kill that, kill that battery. <laughs> most complicated podcast. No, this is fun. Yeah. I like this one. This yeah. is a good one. So, yeah. <laughs> so the machetes are like the funsy get out of trouble yeah. desk. Um, and so that's always like at the end of the set, you know, like just there. Because if it gets dirty and dusty and whatever, like I don't really use it that much. And I know when I'm reaching over there, we're at compromised expectations already. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and I'm like, go all the way to the end. Yeah. Here we don't go. Don't look. Right. <laughs> don't judge me on this. So when you when you put your set together and when you're playing with what you're playing, like um, I know that you also like rotate stuff in and out, like mm-hmm. not as not anywhere near as much as I do. But I know that you like you switch molds and you do stuff like that. So how like intellectually when you're putting a set together, like how do you build it in your mind? Um, it's pretty easy. Uh, and I, I've told Dan and Kyle this as well when they're like Kyle specifically recently like redid his bag. And he's like, well, what should I do? What should I have? Whatever. And it's like, I don't know specifically what you like and how things work for you, but you know things that are stable, like straight, stable, overstable, understable. Do it for all variations of whatever. So you have like putting putters are separate. Right. Have your like throwing putters. You have one understable, stable, overstable, mid-range, same, fairway, same, distance driver, same. Yeah. And then just start from there. And he's recently figured out the things that he really likes. So I know like, uh, what is it? He's got a harp that he really likes for overstable for his straight. Uh, I got them into opto mercies. Opto mercies I think are like highly underrated. I absolutely love them. Um, and then like retro mercies that are like straight to understable mid ranges. I forget what he throws. Um, like I know they throw pines and whatever, basically like, a slightly faster buzz type-esque deal like there's so many like replicas of everything now right you can just build stuff however and then he's got explorers and mavericks i think for like the stable overstable then like adi which is a firebird for overstable fairway utility Mm -hmm. slash disc or whatever and then ballista pros like he's got just variations of them so when i build my bag and the x amount of years that i've been playing now i can just look at stuff and just recognize what like nine times out of 10, I'm just going to be right at what this disc is just going to do or be really close to what it's going to do. Yeah. Which is, I've seen you do it and it's yeah. crazy to me. Yeah. So yeah, like, like you look at it, you're like, Oh yeah, this is going to be blah, blah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Whatever jackass. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. I throw it and I'm like, uh, oh, this fucking oh, guy. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, now, like I, it might not be as simple as I think it is, but like realistically, like looking at, x disc and i'm looking for like in my mind i'm building destroyers for my distance drivers i'm building t-birds for my fairways i'm building rock slash buzz for my butt or my buzzes for mid ranges yeah and then um yeah for my rock i throw a rock yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) um but like any variation so like i when i say like d1 d2 pd2 like to me those are variations of destroyers pd2s are the most different hand feel because they are very uh not similar i don't i can't think of the word i was trying to think of but either way it's still that fast overstable disc and looking for dome in it because dome is going to create extra glide for you and and again like i'm a huge proponent to numbers are fucking retarded i hate them other than speed everything else doesn't matter because unless you're building a flat disc 
you're just going to have variation yeah because why else would other people have just like well i got my ricky destroyers my paul destroyers avery this that whatever and you can have like flat domey like uh t-devil tops whatever and it's like these aren't all destroyers like it says they are but right go throw them all the same way do they all fly the same no because i've done it before like it's it just happens so you learn to know what to look for so you start seeing the ones that you really like looking at you see the bottom flight plate how that's shaped the nose where it's angled like if it's up more down more like whatever and then it's how's the dome like that's probably the first thing i'd look at so like wide rim disc i have those d2s it has dome to it fucking awesome right now what's the nose look like is the nose pulled down because if the nose is pulled down it's going to be less stable it's going to be more apt to roll like into the ground versus nose pulled up is going to make it more stable overstable and then you just kind of go from there and you're just essentially guessing yeah um but it's like pretty accurate guesses at these and then it just takes throwing it because like i have those three d2s and like there's variance for sure yeah and i don't know what the difference is between orange and yellow because they look the same don't fly the same right like they both since they're both domey like they both have glide like significant amounts of it but i don't know like at a micro level like i at a period in time it's like fred and i were talking he was in touch with somebody like molding discs it might have been one of the guys from mvp and it's like yeah we change like discs and they like there's drastic changes within like millimeters of just differences in discs. So maybe that's just all it really is. I can't say for certain, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Like if that's all it is, because to the naked eye, to me, like they look exactly the same. There's obviously something different. Yeah. I don't know what it is. So again, it just, something can come down to just like cooling, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like how it cools. Yeah. 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 So I don't know what it is, but yeah, like I've gotten pretty good at just being able to guess at like, being well within the ballpark of just what the disc is going to do. There's been a few times where I've thrown it and it's like, that didn't do anything at all. What I was thinking it was going to do like (laughs) Marty at firefighters had Halloween katanas. They were like the most pop top discs like ever at one point in time. It's like, this might be fucking badass. And I threw it on three, like on a slight hyzer and it just like went and became a roller immediately. It was like, Oh, I was okay. wrong. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, and secretly like their bomber disc, like Girthy, I know loves pop top katanas and perfect. He mashes those things into oblivion. Yeah. Um, but so like when I build my bag, <laughs> I don't really look like if I'm looking for stuff like that, those are really only getting thrown at like very specific types of shots or really funky. Like, let's just try it and see what happens types lines because it's not like, it might be consistent in the sense of like I'm throwing a hyzer flip and like this crazy angle or like I'm throwing like one of those skamahawk things in yeah. which I've like never really thrown unless it's like just for fun. Um, but realistically wide open like tailwind like yeah. that's it because tailwind makes discs more stable than they actually are. So in somewhere like that I can trust that I throw this thing flat and hammer on it that it's like it'll turn a little bit but not. Right. do what it normally does <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Bye. um so even still like i i try to have a multi- multitude of uh drivers that are in that nice stable overstable area and then have a couple iterations that are the flippy versions because at least with like even if i were throwing pd2s all the time like i know i can get them to go places it's not like unusable for me 
but I know that at some point when they slow down, they're just going to go left. I know if I throw them on a big turn, like they're going to fight and not give up or anything like that. So, um, I like to have a handful of those, have a couple like flippy ones and then same with fairways, but I like throwing fairways that are mid range esque. So like the FD I've recently come in terms of like, I love you so much. And what's the speed on the FD? Seven, eight, I don't know. Kay. I don't normally do this, yeah. but it's. It, I think it's somewhere right there. Like I don't think it's past nine. It's not very wide rim or anything like that. Yeah. But it's not like super shallow. It's. Um, we were comparing it to an Undertaker earlier, so it's very probably like a nine. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, either way, like that's something that I can just do it. It's a do all disc. So if you want to throw an Anheuser, you can. It's just you got to be able to hit it. If you want to throw it flat, it will stay flat, and there's like a little fluctuation, like left and right. And then if you want to throw hyzer with it, you just throw it on hyzer, and it doesn't stand up and ride. It doesn't dump out left. It it's like to me like a really perfect any all around fairway disc, unless you're looking for like your Firebird. So, um, that's that's like a TL if you want to put it in like Innova terms or something. Yeah. So that that has recently become just my T bird. Yeah. And I love it. And I just I have three iterations of it. Or two, rather. So I got, like, the normal, brand new, out of the box. And I have the yellow one that's just, like, it's a little flatter. So it is, like, a little flippier. I got it used. So X amount of throws. The dude that had it before me sharpied in, like, all the numbers on the bottom. And yeah. literally, as I saw it, like, I scoffed at it. I was like, <laughs> like, seriously, somebody, yeah, of course somebody would just put this on right. there, I guess. Because, like, I don't care and whatever. I mean, you guys do your thing. If you're all about oh. numbers, then he wrote the flight number yeah 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 so with yeah at bald mountain um swamp mike came up yeah like all these discs yeah yeah Yeah. and then i looked under it's like his name and i thought it was damon pew because the last name was pew and i was like why did damon pew write all the numbers down here because like his discs don't do that he just throws stuff everywhere and he's like pretty good at discs um so yeah it's his name here and then he wrote like nine something 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 yeah whatever and i just like whatever it's a fd like uh, yeah just throw it <laughs> right. learn, learn what it does and then like that's just those are your numbers you know what it does throw it on a hyzer throw it flat throw it anhyzer throw it all three of those ways throw it like soft and like really hard and see like just what it does yeah. like that's how i learned um from some random guy at zilker that i played with a lot yeah that's been the thing with switching the bag up that i uh, that i really realized this year is because even before when i fluctuate molds i know all of the molds yeah. This year's the first time that I've ever competed with discs since I was like just starting to play that like I don't know this mold. Yeah. And like they don't transfer. Like just because it flies like that mold flies at full speed mm-hmm. does not mean that it flies the way that that mold flies at low speed. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like if I hammer on this, it flies exactly like that disc. Mm-hmm. If I don't quite hammer on it, it does not fly exactly like the yeah. same disc. Yeah. So then I've had. Um, I've been fortunate to throw a lot of discs, um, yeah. maybe against a lot of people's will, like mine, <laughs> everybody else, yeah. yours, Scott's, Jared's, Fred's, yeah, Dan, Kyle, Sean, like South everybody, e- Southeast so Michigan. many, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I, I, I mean, yeah, I've known to just like I'll go in there and I'll like grab the disc, yeah, I'll go, in and there. then as I'm ready to throw, it's like, is it cool if I throw it? And it's like, do I even really have a choice? Like, no, here we go, like I've already thrown it, yeah, um, but and that's also just like 
an actual curiosity yeah. as to like how it actually flies. Like I'm not just being a dickhead. Right. And um, like if I were to lose it or something, like I'll try my damnedest to find it or I'll just replace it for you. Right. But um, having done that, like I've thrown probably like every disc ish to yeah. some nth degree or whatever. And that's helped me figure out like what discs do. Cause yeah. like, as I pick it out of the bag, it's like, this looks interesting. Can I throw it type thing? Cause like I have a memory now of what this disc looked like and what it did. And now like for future use, it's like, let's try another one. It looks like this. Does it do the same as like that one or does it do different or, right. or what? Or here's another one that looks ish the same, but it's flatter or it's domier. And then you go from there and it's like so many times of that, that it's like I found out just like what discs I like the shape of and what discs I for sure don't like the shape of and so on and so forth. So it's still weird to me though that like all the factors that go into how a disc flies. You know what I mean? Like I can have some molds and Domi makes them more stable and Domi makes them less stable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about that katana, like that pop top katana. Yeah. If you had a destroyer that was a pop top destroyer, odds are things probably pretty stable. Yeah. The katana, because I had like when I laughed when you were talking about those katanas, because I had these like Echo Star mm-hmm. katanas that were kind of popped up, <laughs> yeah, and they would just fucking bomb, but they yeah. were flippy. Like yeah. you had to like really crank down on, on a hyzer, mm-hmm. and they would just go forever. They had a ton of glide, but they were like understable. And it was the same thing when I bought them. I was thinking like Echo Star is going to make them less stable. The mm-hmm. dome's going to make them more stable. Like this is going to be the best of both worlds because they have a bunch of glide. And then I did the same thing. I threw it and it went like, whoosh, yeah, and I was like. Oh, I would weird. also like to point out and take this time to mention that stamps mean jack shit when coming to how a disc flies. Yeah. So like, I know that there's a huge community of people that will just spend X amount of money on discs because of, they won't admit to they're buying a stamp, but they're literally right. just buying a stamp. Like, please like pay attention to what the disc looks like yeah. and like the shape of it. Cause the stamp doesn't matter. So like when, I know I mentioned like Ricky and Avery and Paul destroyers, like they're all the same. Yeah. They're using the same mold of destroyer. Like when Ricky got his destroyer, like I can't say a hundred percent, but I can say like with very like stern certainty to some degree that it's like, they're not making him a brand new destroyer mold. Right. Because at that point, is it really a destroyer? Like it's, they're just sta- like they're making them and they have all these blanks. Like I've been at least to the dynamic warehouse. They have two sides. Like if this was like one side, this table is one side and that table is one side. This table's all stamped and that table's all unstamped. And then they go over there to fill their order. They grab all the blanks. What's it getting stamped with? And they stamp it and it's the same. So like you have one stack that's all ran at the same time. Yeah. Like with one could be, yeah. And right. like one could just be Ricky stamped and the other could be Dave stamped right. or whatever. And it's like, well, I love my Ricky ones because, uh, like Ricky, like fan, and like right. Dave ones suck because Dave sucks. Yeah, and it's like, no, nah. no, you're buying a stamp and you just think one's better just because like you're fanboying or like whatever it is. Right. So like, and that falls into like the scratchies. Like, there's a huge community of like four times scratchy zones, five times scratchy zones, or like just regular Paul zones with no scratchies that are I I don't even remember like what all the differences are. And I'm glad that some pros are actually going in there and just going, I don't know what you guys are doing. I just like throwing discs. Yeah. Cause realistically a zone's a zone and like maybe certain runs do feel better than others, but even still like you have a run of zones that is all made, that are all made on June 15th, 2019. 
and half of them got stamped with four scratches and half of them got stamped with five scratches you can't tell me that one's better than the other because of scratches because yeah. they're literally the same disc but i, so I like, think as as time goes on the farther <laughs> the farther that you get dedicated in like being a great disc golfer mm -hmm. you you're really centered around like your performance yeah i think there's a move to using discs that do what you want them to do and trying in some way to figure out like how to do it economically mm -hmm. you know what i mean like definitely yeah. the better that i've gotten at disc golf the less i fucking care about the disc yeah. like i need to find that disc that's going to do what i want mm -hmm. but like i don't care what that disc is yeah. Like I want to find a disc and then I want to find three of his brothers. Yeah. They're going to all fly the same. And yeah. some, cause mold. I need the shot. I don't need, well, I need the disc, but right. I need I to be able to, yeah. The whole five. I yeah. need to be able to look at this line and know that's the disc that's going to do this line. Mm -hmm. And there's specific discs that I know are going to do this and do that. And then you find that disc and like, cool, I'm going to commit to this mold. I'm going to get a few backups and we'll be good. This one's a little bit more stable. That one's a little bit less stable. Um, I think with some discs strictly more on like a utility side or more on a like, real specific side um you you get into like okay that makes sense mm -hmm. in terms of like like you have the z flex machete which is super stable yeah and so like if you were ever going to get another machete for your like utility disc like if all of a sudden z flex machetes stopped getting made mm -hmm. you would probably be willing to like hunt down another one and do that but yeah. because it's the only disc that does that right right yeah. so i think like in for some people in their minds there are those discs. Like when I used to throw gators, I have like one gator that's mm -hmm. like super stable. And that was my utility disc in that like speed range or whatever. And I bought so many other gators trying to find one that was like that same stability. And I have one that's like kind of close, mm -hmm. but then like that one, I just would never want to lose. Yeah. So I just like guard it with my life. <laughs> yeah. But then it made me not want to throw it. Yeah. But as I got better, I figured out like, well, I'd rather throw the one that's not, super fucking crazy stable because i have six other ones that fly almost the same as that one mm -hmm. it's easier to practice with those and then i'm also like much more confident when i'm throwing it out on the course because i'm not thinking like what am i gonna do if this yeah. is gone you yeah know? yeah and, then, and now like i i know of the gator in which you speak yeah now you could just go by five justices anvils well, a2 that's what i was gonna say yeah. then the justice came out and yeah. i remember when i like first threw a justice i was like Thank God. Yeah. I could lose these all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I could lose these all day and replace them like on the internet at home. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Easily. Yeah. yeah. And I think as like, that's like the funnier thing to me. And when you're talking about it, I know that you come at it from like a specific thought process of things that drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just look at like, how am I going to build a little collection of these that I can practice with for as cheap as possible? Mm -hmm. And how am I going to be in a situation that like every time I'm going to throw the shot, I'm going to be confident to throw that disc and know sometimes it's going to go wrong and this thing's going to shoot off into the middle of a swamp. Yeah. There's no way around it. Yeah. Right. Like if you play enough rounds, you're going to throw a disc and it's going to clip a weird tree yeah. and not touch another thing and like hit yeah. the fucking water. Like, yeah. And then you go and look at where your disc went yeah. from the tree you hit and you're yeah. like, where's the gap? Yeah. Yeah. It's gone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then I just want to be able to like throw that shot confidently and know even if I lose this disc, yeah. I got another one. Oh, yeah. Or I can get another one, like, reasonably, right, fast and effective. And mm -hmm. so, like, I don't get it. Like, I, I, d I don't understand that stuff of, like, 
I'm throwing $50 discs. I'm throwing $40 discs. And if they're like bedazzling their bag. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but I, I just like at, at some level, I'd be apprehensive. I mean, unless I was like a millionaire, which I'm not. Mm-hmm. We're filming this in a basement, not in a studio. Right? <laughs> like, let's also, we're talking about disc golf. Yeah. Also, <laughs> the cash and prizes <laughs> haven't come in yet. Gabby did, but nothing else. Um, but, you know, like I, I just want to throw the, the discs that I don't have to worry about. And then yeah. I'm like, yeah, like I have some, su- like, obviously when I get an ace, I retire it. I mm-hmm. have its brother ready to go. Next man up. Let's go. Mm-hmm. I don't want to lose it because now like it's, it's sentimental value to me is a lot. And I don't want to keep it in my bag because I don't want to be apprehensive about losing it. Yeah. So I instantly replace it. Yep. Like I just take it out. It goes over there in the Red Wing bag. And then I like, I move on. Yeah. And I feel like the only disc that I like, so if you're going to be that person, like, um, if you're going to spend a lot to like become a better disc golfer in like that mindset on three, one, two, three putters, putters. <laughs> you're not going to lose. Yes. Them. Yeah. You're not going to yeah, lose. They're your putting putters. And I mean, I also believe like I don't drive or really throw my putting putters. The farthest it is like an upshot from like a hundred feet or something like that. Yeah. And a lot of times that's like, I feel comfortable with this. And I'm not really going to lose it. And my bag's too far away just to go get another disc that's just going to do the same thing. Yeah. And I'm not going to hit something, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's clearly the most valuable thing in your game is you have to, I don't care if you and throw it. They'll, ma- they'll make feet. you the money. They'll make you the money back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So if you're going to find something, like if you're going to spend $50 on a disc, yeah. like you got, you're infatuated with first run daggers, like yeah. $50 a pop. At least that's what it was Sweet. the last time. Yeah go spend a few hundred dollars on them and like get your two, three that you like to putt with and then have some backups for like those random chances where it's like you run a putt and there's water OB and right. it rolls OB shout out Scott. Cause he lost a black first run dagger to it. And he was like, all sad, but like he still has like a handful of them left yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But or your memorial and you, you run one of those peninsulas and it yeah. just scoots off the back goes 50 yeah. feet into the water and you got to play the rest of the round without it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So like, I mean, shit happens, but like, at least you have backups. Right. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm a big, big believer in that too. If yeah. you're going to spend money on something, the potter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, I think yeah. that this was a, I had a great time today. Yeah. I me think too. We're never going to do that shot again because that uh, was. I feel like. I like, it, I like that one more than the last did one. Did you? Yeah. I feel, I feel like. I that, didn't. Did you get all hot and sweaty? Like I feel I like did? it was too much. No, I really? didn't. But like my head for a minute there, I was like, dude, am I going to have a stroke? <laughs> like, I don't know exactly what happened, but uh, I'm glad that you were doing a lot of the heavy lifting early on because yeah. I was like, whoa. Dude, I got you. This is too much. This is fun. But uh, yeah, I had a blast, man. I look forward to doing yeah. it again. Thanks, and, everyone. And uh, next time we do it, you'll have already played D-Glow. Yes. So we'll see how all the strategy played out. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Great, man. Oh, yeah. Later. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.